0: Your taxes, your your truck, truck, and your road road to to success success in in the trucking trucking industry.
1: This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the the show show that puts the money where it belongs,
0: back in your pocket.
1: Welcome to
2: my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. It is Sunday, February 25th, and we are here live. We'll be taking your calls, but listen up. You might want to grab something to write with. I've got a new phone number today. The, uh, the 8888 Road Dog number is not working for us. It didn't work for us yesterday. Um, but I've got a backup in place, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Right now it seems to be working. So I'm going to give you a new phone number. This should work for the whole show today. Here it is. You can start dialing that number right now, and uh, we'll see if we can make this work. 302-200-3835. If you were listening yesterday, our our, uh, phone system went down completely. We've been fighting with it for about a month. I finally found a backup. Uh, Just found it really yesterday. And then um, I got up at about 4 o'clock this morning, and I've worked about the last uh, 10 hours or so getting it all set up, and it took so long to get it set up that Lisa didn't, and I didn't have time to train on it, so we're hoping... We make this work. So far, I think we're okay. I'm seeing calls come in already. That's certainly a good thing. Uh, It looks like Lisa's screening one right now. I've got one in the queue waiting for me, so hopefully I can make this work because it looks like Lisa's got it figured out. Um, It's all part of some changes we're making around here. Uh, If you were listening to the show yesterday, you heard this announcement, but I'm sure we have people today that weren't with us yesterday, Um, I went, for those of you who don't know, I went live and did my first show in April of 2007, so we are finishing up our 11th year on the air, but that also means both Lisa and I have been working weekends for 11 years. Now, there was a long time that, you know, working weekends didn't bother me at all. I kind of liked having two days off during the week, The problem in the last three years or so has become that our company has grown, I've become very active in the industry, and working weekends and trying to take two days off during the week just didn't work. Uh, You know, partner companies, vendors, customers expect that we work Monday through Friday like everybody else. So what's happened over the last couple of years, Lisa and I have really taken very, very little time off. We, we tend to work seven days a week, uh, and I've tried everything to fix it. You know, make it, It's just very difficult. Saturday and Sunday, we can't get any work done with anybody else because nobody else works. That means that's two days we don't get to work with our employees, our vendors, our partner companies. And then we either have to try to cram everything into three days, which just wasn't working, or we end up working the other two days during the week. Um, So finally I had to make a very difficult decision. This today will be my last live weekend show. And I am disappointed. I know that there are a lot of drivers that are out on the weekends and there isn't a lot of live content on the weekend. But after 11 years and working seven days a week for the last couple of years, it's just gotten to be too much, and it's really holding me back on a lot of big projects that I want to get accomplished. So here's the way our schedule is going to work right now. Um, It'll be this way from now until May, and in May, my contract with Sirius is, is up, and we can renegotiate. Uh, maybe even some more hours so Sirius is looking at finding some more time during the week for me right now what's going to happen is Monday through Friday at midnight that's Eastern time all of those shows will be live so starting tomorrow night at midnight if you're on the East Coast We'll be live for an hour every night. So we'll be back to, you can call in, it'll be a live show. Those are the hours that they will play on the weekends. So I'm not, I will still have all the same hours. My show will be on all the same times. It's just a matter of when I'm going to be live and when you'll be listening to replays or recorded shows. So starting tomorrow... We will be doing this live at midnight, Monday through Friday. We will also continue some of our podcast recordings during the week, uh, for sure the Power Hour on Tuesdays. Um, Tomorrow afternoon, we'll actually be doing the podcast with Larry Winget and I. Um, We always send out a text when we record, so for a while, the schedule's kind of going to be up in the air. So, when you get a text, you'll know that we're recording. If you don't get a text, we won't be recording that day. So, this week, it looks like tomorrow, we'll record with Larry Winget in the afternoon, and Tuesday, we'll do the Power Hour. Uh, Wednesday, we won't be recording. So, I'll keep you informed, like I say, for now... Uh, through May, we will definitely be doing the one hour at midnight, Monday through Friday. And I'm really hoping Sirius can find me some extra hours during the week. I have told them that I would do up to three hours uh, a day, Monday through Friday. That would be ideal. Instead, I'll do one, two, three hours, whatever you can uh, find for me. So, I, uh, I think what I'm going to do is get to a call to see if this is going to work. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I'm communicating with Lisa by text, and my little brain can't type and talk at the same time. Um, all right, so I am going to try a call. And see if this phone system is going to work. Let's uh, let's talk to Angie. Angie, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hey there. It works.
0: Thank Hi,
2: Kevin. Hey, it works. <laughs> oh, boy. Awesome. Yeah, we literally had to do this in the last couple of minutes because. We didn't know our phone system wasn't working until about 10 minutes before the show started. So, Lisa pulled through. She figured this out. And uh, as long as I press the right buttons, it looks like we're going to be okay. Perfect. All right. Well, what's, well have uh, a good show. What's new and exciting in Minnesota? I'm going to be there in a couple weeks.
0: Um, we got some snow and... Matt brought home chickens today.
2: (laughs) Ah, Well, there you go. Matt said if I can find some time, we might be able to make some maple syrup while I'm up there.
0: Yeah. um, He was telling me that he might be coming up and that he was interested in doing that if you wanted to stop by.
2: I'm going to check my schedule. I'll be in Eden Prairie.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Sounds good. That's not too far from us.
2: All right. Well, thanks for helping with the phone system.
0: You bet. Have a good
2: one. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. Looks Looks like, uh, well, it looks like I'm going to take us into the break. And then uh, when we come back, I am going to get to some calls. And we will find, it looks like we've got a bunch of calls on the line. So Lisa figured out how to do the screening thing. I'm still working on uh, my end. So I'll take us into a break. I've got a lot of stuff coming up. If you were listening to the show yesterday, you heard my schedule, but I'll go over it again. Um, I have been on the road for almost a month, um, and it looks like I'm going to be on the road for about two more months. I I I don't—I just—I was— Accepting a lot of invitations for events and speaking, and I wasn't really paying attention to the calendar when I did, and it all snuck up on me. So, um, I want to give a big shout out to the Landstar BCOs. I just did a uh, one day event with them at their Fort Worth Orientation Center. It was a great group. We did a whole day seminar, lots of great questions and conversations. So, I want to thank Landstar for bringing me in and uh, all the BCOs that were there. We're thinking about doing some more of those with them, so I'm excited about that. And I was really, I was ready to head home. I, I was packing up one day, getting ready to head home, and Lisa called me and she said, do you know you have to be in Minnesota in three weeks? And I said, well, I'm closer to Minnesota than I am to home, so I guess I might as well just hang out, get some work done, and then head up that way. So when I was making my plans for that, I looked at the calendar and thought, well, when I leave Minnesota, I have to be at Louisville in eight days. Certainly no point in going home. I'll go to Louisville. Then I was planning my trip for Louisville, and I looked at the calendar, and three weeks after Louisville, I have to be in California for the TIA event. So I'll be on the road for a while. When I'm done in California, I think I'm going to head home Uh, because it'll be a couple months by then. Uh, And then I have to be back down in Dallas-Fort Worth area again in May. So busy time, and uh, that's good, though. And um, I'm enjoying being on the road. I miss it, but uh, I'll be ready to go home when it's time to go home. So stick around. We will be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
0: are now in the host room
2: Back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. So uh, I think we've got this figured out a little snafu on my timing there, but uh, I think we're good, and I'm going to go to another call. I'm going to bring Chris on the line. Chris, welcome to the program, and it's your turn. Uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate you taking my
0: call, and I want to thank Lisa for all of her help. Uh, this morning, with get me signed up for fuel gauges. So I've got a short, short up. It's going to sound like Myers remorse, but I don't have any remorse that my wife and I uh, finally decided to make the leap from uh, you know 11 years as a company driver to an owner operator. We bought a, a new truck from Peterbilt. And I spec'd it out, and uh, I probably had a couple months solid in listening to your show and spec spec for fuel, spec for fuel, spec for fuel. That's what I did, uh, but come on my monitor and I in there a little bit. So I wanted to go down the middle of the road. So in short, I built a Peterbilt uh, 2019 Peterbilt 579. Specs for a 53-foot looper truck, long haul, OTR. from uh, coast to coast. And uh, the wheelbase is 232 inches. The engine is a MX13 510 horsepower. And the transmission is a 12-speed uh, automatic. Now, the, wheel, uh, the uh, rear axle is 279, and that's kind of where my question comes in. I wanted a little bit more power, and as a company driver for 11 years, I drove a lot of down trucks. So, going up the hill at you know, 20 miles an hour, even with a light load,
2: yeah. I wanted
0: a little bit more power. And I'm averaging speed across the country, in the middle states where I can, at 70. Right now as a company driver, I'm booking. You know, I'm in Texas doing 75 right now, but I realized I'd have to take my foot out of the uh, fuel pedal uh, in my own truck if I want to find some savings there. Of course, I told the dealer uh, when we spec it, look, I'm going to be averaging 70, but I do need to get some fuel, so we spec it. It's what's called the Epic Package. Now, there's a couple things I did and did not do. I got full fairings all the way to the rear, uh, or the front drive axle, uh, the bridge fairing up top, <clears throat> the rubber fairing in between the, uh, I guess will be the side fairings and the, the sleeper on the bottom of the fairing and in between the buckers. So I'm thinking we're gonna do pretty good. Okay. Uh, I think my biggest concern would be the 510 horsepower, with a 12-speed automatic transmission and the 279 rear end. That's the part where I'm a little bit nervous about trying to do it there. Now, here's the
2: thing. You know, this, this confuses a lot of people. Even, you know, veterans that have owned trucks for 20 years don't seem to understand this. That final gear ratio in the in the rear end changes every time you shift a gear in the transmission. So we would never ever run out of pulling power. It doesn't matter what you have in your final gear because you have a gear right below it. You, you switch gears and you pull all you want. So you did this right. We want a really high rear end gear so we get better fuel economy and uh, you're running indirect, direct. So 12th gear for you is direct and that's your most efficient gear. That puts the most power to the ground because you're not losing any power through the auxiliary gears in the transmission because you're not turning any auxiliary gears. Your, your shaft in the, through the transmission is direct, right from front to back. That way you don't lose any power or efficiency turning those auxiliary gears all day long. That's why we spec direct drive transmissions. Why the whole industry hasn't been doing this for decades is beyond me. Um, But I've been telling people to do it this way for 20 years. So you got it right. You know, 510 horse is plenty. Um, There are things we can do to improve performance if you need to. Now, the Petcar engine... Um, Still a little new. I'm not sure if uh, Pittsburgh Power can tune that one yet or not, but I know they're working on it. Um, So I think these are great specs. I love all the aerodynamic treatments. I think you did a great job spec in this.
0: Oh, good. That's a relief. Uh, Because I kind of knew down the middle of the road, or this is sort of my understanding, we are talking to a lot of guys in the industry, that the bigger the engine It used to be some people say, "Oh, well, it's it's worse to have a larger engine because it's just larger. So you're gonna burn more fuel." But my common sense thinking tells me, "Well, it doesn't have to work as hard, and you're gonna get longer life." And I do remember what I learned from your show already is that we want to buy this new truck, but we want to keep this truck for several years. We do, but let's think. So uh, yeah, I'm thinking. Okay,
2: let's think about something. The most popular common engine on the road right now and has been for decades is the detroit 60 series engine more of them have been sold than any other engine that is a 12.7 yeah, it, it's a 12.7 liter engine we never thought of that as a small engine but it's technically a, a 12 liter it's a 12.7 When I ran the 60 series, I ran the smaller version of it, which was an 11 liter. And I used to run my 11 liters to 1.3 million miles before I ever touched them. I'm sure I could have done in frames and got them to 2 million without any problem. So this is not a small engine. It's just small because everybody went to a 15 liter because of the emissions it was easier to make the emissions work on a bigger engine. But now we're starting We're starting to move back to the 13 and 12 liter engines now that we have emissions figured out because that's kind of the sweet spot. You know, 11 liters for over the road might be a little small, but 13 liters, 12 and 13 liters, I think is the sweet spot. We just got away from that because of all the emissions for a while. So I think you're... Kind of like a trendsetter. I've said I would buy a DD-13 or I would buy an MX-13. They're smaller, they're lighter, they get better fuel economy. We can get tons of power and torque out of them. And there's no reason they won't be million-plus-mile engines uh, the first time. Then we can rebuild them and do it again.
0: Yeah. Alright, well, that uh, is a lot of relief, so I think uh, jumping on board with the fuel gauges and picking up the truck in March, uh, maybe in six months I can get back to you and I'll sort of learn along the way here. I'm sure I'll be blowing up your text uh, phone number, and uh,
2: yeah, that's fine. Know, I'm trying
0: to do the best I can to save my family some money, but... Uh, think overall if I can keep my fuel power off seventy five miles an hour I'll be alright uh, there. There you go. And, I, I uh, and yeah, just chuck chuck
2: it off. I would add one more thing to to uh finish out the aerodynamics on that truck. I would put the flow below on it.
0: Is that,
2: and that's on the tractor or is that on the trailer? That's the tractor. That's that uh, wishbone, dog bone looking thing that goes between the two tandems and then it includes all the wheel covers and that will really finish out because you did a nice job of specking this all the way back to the axles. Then you add that flow below kit which it, it's actually the... In between the two tandems, all the wheel covers, and then the piece that goes right behind the tandems and it smooths out the airflow all the way back to the trailer. Okay, what
0: about chaining, though? Because I like to swing those chains over going with
2: that.
0: You know, these are pretty easy to take off
2: if you wanted to. Uh Yeah. They're not that tough to take Uh on and off. It's It's a pretty simple device. So maybe just do
0: it as a seasonal thing. Well, I know I'm going to be running a hill, uh, take
2: them off. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty durable, too. They're they're uh, like a polycarbonate plastic, so they're uh, they're pretty durable. I don't think you'd have a big problem with them.
0: Now, what about the wheel covers? I ran them before on an old Cascadia a couple years ago. Well, not our own Cascadia, but a couple years back. And the dirt was getting in, between, uh, in behind that cover and scratching up those nice aluminum rims.
2: Uh, You know, I don't think that'll... Have they solved that problem yet? The Flow Below really did. They have the best design wheel cover I've ever seen. They've got a quick lock. You just turn it, pop the whole cover right off. Nice and simple. So take a look at it. You you can get it on our website. I like that product so much we put it in our store. Uh, And you can get them in custom colors and all kinds of things. So uh, I would check that out. That'll... Fix your uh, aerodynamics all the way back to the trailer where you want it. I'm looking at the clock. Looks like I need to uh, take us into another break, so I'm going to do that. Then we're going to come back and get to your calls and questions. Looks like uh, our phone system is working so so far. Keep our fingers crossed, and uh, we've got lots more coming today. So if you want to join us, the... Um, 8888 Road Dog number is not working. You will need to dial, um, let me give you that number. It is 302-200-3835. So the number to join us today is 302 200 Three I'm going to get to a break. We'll be right back with more stuff. Stick around. I'm Kevin
3: Rutherford.
1: checked out Let's Truck
2: University yet? If not, why not? You could be learning new skills while you're on the road. Let's face it, being on the road and away from your family and friends can be tough. Why not turn that into a positive? Take the time while you're sitting and learn more about business and our industry or even your health. Many of our courses include audio files so you can even learn while you're driving. It just doesn't get any easier than that. We even offer free classes and we're adding new courses all of the time. Have you thought about becoming an owner-operator? If so, I have a free course to help you avoid the six biggest mistakes I watch people make every day. If after taking that course, you decide you really do want to buy a truck and become your own boss, I have a full 16-week class that I teach personally online it covers everything you need to do to get started be successful and profitable and even grow your new business into a fleet it includes audio video worksheets checklists and weekly live webinars that I teach there's nothing else like it on the planet I've helped thousands of drivers become successful owner operators and even carriers and I can help you if you're already in business Do you know that you could be saving thousands of dollars a year by understanding where and how to buy your fuel? I have a course that will show you how. We also have a tool that will show you exactly where to buy your fuel on every trip. Just put in origin and destination, and it will route your trip, check real-time fuel prices at every stop along the way, calculate the lowest price based on fuel tax in each state, and show you exactly which fuel stop will be your lowest price. You'll save thousands of dollars every year with just a couple clicks of the mouse. You'll find a great offer right in my course titled Fuel Optimization. Let's face it though, there's no point in being successful if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it. Have you heard about the ketogenic lifestyle? I've been teaching drivers how to get healthy, lose weight, reverse diabetes, high blood pressure, joint pain, and so much more for over three years now. The keto lifestyle is not a fad. It's science, and it's becoming wildly popular because it really works. You get to eat food you love, and you'll never be hungry. I have a course that shows you exactly how to do it on the road. And of course, there's the Super Bowl of Trucking, the biggest, baddest owner-operator event on the planet. I'm talking about the CMC. It's five jam-packed days of learning, networking, building relationships, and so much more. The 2018 CMC will be in Council Bluffs, Iowa this September. There's way too much to cover here, but you can find out more about all of our classes, products, and events at the website, Let'sTruck.com, or call our awesome TribeCare team at 855. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The uh, number to join us is different today, so I'll give it to you again. 302-200-3835. Looks like it's working because I've got a bunch of phone lines. I just have to figure out how to uh, work all this new stuff. Let's go to, we're heading off to New Mexico this time. David, welcome to the program.
0: Hi, uh, thank you. i uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, what's um, happening today? Questions for you. <clears throat> well, first, thank you for uh, all your all your help on everything. I talked to you a couple of weeks ago and I only had like 15 seconds before the show was over, so we got cut off, but
2: okay.
0: uh, everything from keto to owner operator and everything that helped me over the years and driving for 17 years. And I just pretty much bought a new truck, uh, not a new truck, but a used truck, going on an operator the next month. And uh, I did it the right way. Like you've always said, you know, build your credit, build your capital. I did it for years, saving my money. So it was, because listening to you and listening to all the mistakes, that other people were saying that, uh, yeah. So it was just great. And uh, yeah. my question was, but this company—shoot, oh, hold on. <laughs> this company does a lot of super singles. Okay. And um, the truck I'm buying has uh, duals, so I was wondering if it really worth the extra weight. I know fuel mileage; it does make a little difference. But as far as weight goes, that's why they do it—to keep the weight down. Uh, we haul pretty much forty-eight to forty-nine thousand pounds of the specialized freight. So anyways, I was just curious on how much weight difference does that cost and also you minus the truck, and also what kind of cost does it take to convert that over?
2: Um, You know, cost is uh, all over the board. I know we work a lot with Michelin, and Michelin, you know, sells more wide singles than anybody. They kind of pioneered the wide single. They always run some sort of a special. So I, I would, you know, join the Michelin Advantage program, which is free. And then check on pricing. Because, you know, the the tires look expensive, but you're only buying four of them instead of eight. Um, The initial cost is the biggest. So the first thing I would do is join the Michelin Advantage program, check to see what the price is. And unless they have some really killer deal on rims, and sometimes they do... You can pick up rims used, pretty cheap. I mean, it's usually not that hard to find them somewhere. That's the way I would go. Here's the thing. You know, we talk about wide singles for fuel economy. That's why I was interested in them first. And as long as you get the right one, not all wide singles are good on fuel. We have to look at the rolling resistance of every tire. So. But then, you know, a lot of people don't realize many of the other advantages. One is the weight savings. It it can be as much as 400 pounds, but that's going from all steel to all aluminum, and, you know, we don't see very many steel wheels anymore. So I think when you're going from aluminum to aluminum and wide singles, I think it's like 200 pounds, if I remember right. It's been a while since I've looked at that. So not a huge weight savings, but... You know, some of the advantages when, when I've had them on my trucks, um, the one thing I absolutely love is airing them up. You're not screwing around with that inside tire all the time, which makes me crazy. Yeah, right? <laughs> Before I finish this trip on my coach, I am going to have wide singles on this. And everybody said, oh, you're crazy. You can't do that. Nobody's ever put wide singles on a coach. And I said, well, why not? It's the exact same axle I have on a tractor. And they said, well, well nobody does it. And I said, well, I'm going to. you um, so be the first. Yeah, exactly. It was one of the, you know, when I first tried to buy a single axle, I was speccing a brand-new truck back in '05. And I wanted wide singles on it from the factory. And the factory offered wide singles, but they said, we won't put them on a single axle tractor. And I said, why not? And they said, we don't know if it'll be stable enough. And I said, you're kidding me, right? You think there's a tire that's on the road that won't be stable. That doesn't make any sense. And they said, no, the engineers just won't do it. So about six months later... I'm at the FedEx terminal where all my trucks were, and I look over, and they're bringing in a brand-new bunch of converter dollies that go between the two trailers. They've got wide singles on them. And I thought, that's the most unstable part of the entire combination. If you can put wide singles on that, I'm putting it on my tractor. And I did, and I've loved them ever since. I, I got the opportunity to go down to Michelin's Proving Grounds and spend a bunch of time down there where we got to put those tires to the test. Ta- I mean, we got to spin trucks out and push trucks to the limit and we were able to get right out of one truck into an identical truck trailer and load with a set of duals on it. So it, literally you could step out of one truck right into the other go apple, run the apple. Yeah, go run the test track and we were allowed to, like, spin the trucks out and do all kinds of crazy stuff with them. So, I will tell you, the wide singles outperformed the duels on every single test we did. Wasn't even close. So, you know... I love them. I love them. Yeah. I love them. So, yeah I, I've, I've been, been driving on super singles for, like, five years now. So oh, you know, then. I, I would make the switch. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I don't have to do it right away, but I was just curious for the future Yeah. potentially... Yep. All right. right. I and then, um, and, and I listened to your, your, uh, comments on the S Corp and the mm-hmm. single proprietary, I can't even say that word. What yep, <laughs> <laughs> do you call it? The, the pipura, yeah. That yeah. yeah, one right there for your first year. So, um, I know all my first year that i talked to. And I have them all of my, like, not all of them, but some of them, the ones that have been here for the longest. And, uh, they do all pretty much net over 90000 a year. So, I just torn between the two because I know you said the first year, just do it that way. Well, and then after that, you, you can see what your numbers are.
2: Here's the thing.
0: I, and,
2: you know, sometimes I say things on the air because I'm kind of talking to everybody. And I don't want yeah. everybody to yeah. run out and form a corporation and, this, and then say, well, Kevin said I should. But when I can talk to somebody yeah. individually, if you know you've got guys yeah. that are making that kind of money and... The other thing is, with the new tax law that started this year, we can make the corporation advantageous down into lower numbers. So I would say, I would go ahead and form the S Corp this year, for you.
0: Yeah, all right, good deal, yeah. All right, well, that answers my question, then I'll let you to another caller. Thanks for taking the call.
2: All right, good stuff. Congratulations on that, by the way, that's exciting. Let's go to Texas. Tad, welcome to the program.
0: Hey, what's going on, brother?
2: Hey, how you doing today?
0: Hey, good. I just want to comment first and say uh, that's going to work out good for me Monday through Friday because that frees up my weekend for races and baseball. So
2: there that's you a go. win for me, bro. There you go.
0: But uh a question to you. uh I got first of all, I want to say most... uh It's been, like I said, four years, six months, next month. And uh, uh, I don't even know what to say, but to say thank you uh, for your dedication of all this time and not taking work off and helping us out, you and Lisa and the tribe, just uh, doing your everything to get all kinds of information, classes, yada, yada. And uh, I wouldn't be successful if it wasn't for you and your hard work, Kevin.
2: Well, you're, you're welcome. And it's, uh, you know, as much as I need the time off and Lisa and I need to get a life back, it, it, it's a little sad to know that this is the last weekend. Twelve years. I, well, eleven full years going into our twelfth year. That's a long time. And uh, I'd I like the oh, fact yeah. that, you know, that we were live on the weekends when there's very other, you know, very few other live shows. But uh, we, we've tried everything else, and it's just something that has to be done.
0: Yeah, and and just like me, as we talked uh, a month ago, I have, thanks to a great uh, blessing, uh, I got me a great Steve, you know Steve, uh, Steve uh, Wheeler, and uh, because of him, I'm pulling the trigger, and I decided to go and get this done, and I should be at on April 2nd, and I've already got me a dedicated run that pays very, very well, and I should be home Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Wow. Wow. I, if, if, I, if, I didn't, if I didn't know my numbers and I didn't need to go, but if anybody, if people listening, because Kevin, this will make you throw up. I just completed my current uh, accounting. Three cents. Bottom
3: line.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a tough time to make it right now on a mileage contract, and it, it just hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. there's a lot of money out there to be made. garbage. Yeah, in in percentage right now. But, Go ahead.
0: All right, but the, what I was just saying, though, this deal, I mean, um, I've got all my ducks in a row. I'm so ready for this. Gonna get my See, I'm also getting ready to get my life back. Four years of nothing but sacrifice, dedication, and, and now I'm going to reap the rewards. And if it wasn't for Steve, it wouldn't be possible. He's a very dear friend to me and all your teachings and everything. And I will be collecting my title the 26th of March and it should be over at Landstar the first week and I've already got three agents lined up with a very, get this the one I'm talking about, on am the dedicated seven miles, seven minutes from my house the other one is a minute and the other one is 20 minutes from my house now, you talk about a dream job millionaire yeah,
2: fantastic, hey, I've got to put you uh, I, know, yeah, I know, back on hold got to get to the break We'll uh, we'll do it right after this, we'll be back stick around Kevin
0: Rothford. Uh, hey, have you heard? We have an app that
2: makes listening to our shows easier than ever. It's free, and it's drop-dead simple. It does one thing, and it does it really well. You download the app. Did I mention it's free? Then open it and listen to our shows. The Power Hour, Questions from the Road, Destination Health. You can even listen to Kevin and best-selling author Larry Winget talk about anything and everything. You can listen live. You can listen while we record. Or you can listen anytime you want. Never miss a show again. Your shows will be waiting for you when you're ready. No signing in, subscribing, or hassles. Just open the app and listen. To find the app, just do a Google search for Audio Road App. That's one word, A-U-D-I-O-R-O-A-D, app. The top two links will be Android and Apple. Just download yours and get started. It couldn't be easier. And remember, it's free. Just one more way we help you master the journey. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us today is a little different. We're uh, we're using our backup phone system, and so far it's working great. Here's the number. You might want to write this down. 302-200-3835. 302-200-3835. I'm going to get back to the phones. I was talking with Tad in Texas. Tad,
0: go ahead. Yeah, and it's just, it's just amazing how this man here has been following me since the first time I called you with a 5.6-mile-an-hour truck, uh, per-gallon truck. And uh, good things do come to people who work hard. And uh, I'm so ready to excel. He's seen my operation and the way I am being meticulous and accounting and following me for four years. And he says I'm going to hit the ground running, but I had, I had a lot of help and... Uh, It wasn't for all the learning I did, the numbers, fuel economy, the modifications, this, that, knowing I got to go. I just can't make it work anymore, and uh, I'm looking forward to a bright future, and I'm going to give you 98% of the credit, Kevin, because if I didn't get to know you or how to run the business, I wouldn't be ready. But um, like I said, I just wanted to say thank you. And let you know the update. We're getting ready to do this and get my life back. And uh, I just say, all I can say is thank you, Kevin. Well, and you. I'm looking forward to hearing you through the week.
2: You are welcome. Fantastic. Great to hear from you. Can't wait to hear the updates. And now that you'll uh, be at Landstar, maybe we'll be doing another uh, event for their BCOs. Um, you know, Landstar puts that on for their bcos and it's free for the bcos and we had we had a hundred people uh that's all the room they had at the orientation center not everybody showed up last minute um you know you know what it's like in trucking last minute loads change but we had uh we had a lot of people there it was a great event we're hoping to maybe do some more so maybe we'll see you at one let's go to oregon al welcome to the program
0: Thanks for taking my calls. Mm-hmm. I I called uh, regarding my uh, pocket gauges. It should have it there. Two zero two nine nine B is the truck number. And I got a an IFTA or fuel tax question. Okay. Uh, basically, you still recommend buying fuel in Oregon? I know a while back before you didn't, and then you say, well, right now because fuel is cheaper in Oregon. Well, now here's the and thing. how does that work? Uh, it, you can explain to me the, the the Oregon. If you do buy it, how do you get charged down the road?
2: Yeah, so let, let's talk about where to buy fuel first, because it changes every single day. You know, that's why I, I used to come on at the air and I used to do kind of a fuel report and say, here are the top five states, here are the bottom five. But that's not accurate, because you know that in any given state, you've got thousands of fuel stops. They all have different prices, so, you know, I used to do it as kind of, well, here's a heads up. These are good states. But really, if you want to get the best fuel price, you need to be doing fuel optimization. And that's on every single trip. And, and you can save thousands of dollars a year if you do this. So that's why you don't hear me really say much like that anymore. Oregon, in reality, Oregon is no different. Just because they don't have a fuel tax really doesn't change anything. We still use the same calculation to know where we should buy our fuel, which is pump price minus fuel tax in that state. In Oregon, it's easy. There's no math. You just look at the pump price, and that's your price. The way you pay in Oregon is you have to pay your mileage tax. Oregon uses a a miles tax instead of a gallons tax. So that's why there's no tax at the pump. But when you get your permit, you've got to file with Oregon and pay on the miles you drove while you were there.
0: Yeah, okay. Because I, I am used to the out of Oregon, and I always I should know this. <laughs> but uh, they charge me, uh, I think it's a, a pro-rate every month. to deduct 200 bucks, and then there's an additional... It varies on the charge, and they call it Oregon PUC, and I forget which one's the road tax and which one's the license. Yeah, so
2: have, uh, have, have you taken my, right. my fuel optimization <laughs> course yet?
0: Well, sure. no, not yet. I was going to ask you that, because I was listening on, on um, what well, I was waiting on, uh, hoping for you, You, your advertising and your stuff, that the stuff on audio, is it available on audio now?
2: Well, it's online. So it's a course online, and, and there's some. There, a lot of our courses have an audio file attached, so that you can download it. And it's kind of like you know your homework while you're out driving. You can listen to a lot of the material in the course. The fuel optimization course is fifteen bucks, and it'll literally save you thousands of dollars a year. Once you get done with that course, you're going to go, "Oh, I get it. That's really easy." It's, fuel tax is one of those things. When you don't understand it, it looks really confusing. As soon as you understand it, you'll go, Oh, well, why doesn't everybody get this?
0: Yeah, yeah. And here, here's the thing. I don't understand it, but I, I have been doing what you say. I, I, unfortunately, I get you know, I get a, a carrier discount, so I look at my discount price. Here's an example. Today I'm going to be going to Washington. My my pump, my discount price cheapest in Washington is two fifty seven a gallon. Here in Oregon, my 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 discount price is two thirty nine. But then there's a forty nine cents discount in in uh, Washington, right? The IFTA. So Washington is two thirty, right? So I'm still better off getting in
2: Washington. Yes. When the the math is, you know, the pump price minus the state tax, and then when you have discounts, you know, we have a tool, and, and when you go through the fuel optimization course, you'll see me, it's an online program that you use. And you put in your origin, you put in your destination, and it tells you exactly where to get fuel on your route at the absolute lowest price. does all the math for you. It checks real-time fuel prices, does all the math on the fuel tax, and says get fuel here. And you can even put your discounts into the program. So if you know that you get $0.10 off at Flying J and $0.08 off at Pilot, however it works, you can go in and tell the system that, and it will do all the math for you and tell you exactly where to buy your fuel. Oh,
0: okay. You got me hooked. Now, can I do it daily? Because every day I get a different uh, discount. Sometimes it's $0.25. Sometimes it's $0.50. It's incredible. For example, right now, like yesterday, I fielded in California and I got roughly a, a, a
2: fifty-eight cents discount. You must in have, California from the pump price. You must have what's called a
0: cost-plus discount. Uh, I, I don't know. I never asked. It's, it's just if, it, you know, it just varies. It's, if it's, it's that big, cost,
2: you know. if it's that big, and it changes every day, that's what's called cost plus. That that's all different okay. Yeah, that's a different animal. So a lot of carriers will say, Look, we negotiated ten cents off at Flying J and eight cents off at pilot, whatever. What your carrier did, which I really like these, it's kinda rare though. They look at the what the truck stop paid for the fuel that day and then there's an add on and then that's what you get your fuel. So it's called a cost. The truck stops cost of fuel plus, the so the truck stop makes a little profit. But cost plus discounts are great. So it sounds like, um, you know, you've got some good discounts there. Now, let's get to your um, uh, business report here before I run out of the hour. Um, Why is your insurance so high? You're leased to a carrier. Yeah,
0: that's it. Right, right, yeah. It's because uh, they, they haul a lot of aircraft parts, which I only get maybe a handful of roads a day because I'm kind of, I have a different entity of a dispatch system. They're out of Oregon, but I have my dispatchers are based out of Oregon, out of Las Vegas. So I don't run the I-5 corridor that much as the regular carrier does.
4: Okay. And
0: so, yeah, a while back A while back, I called you about that because I was thinking of going to answer. but I have a great relationship with my dispatchers. which just like, you know, I'm going to have to camper with them. And, but, yeah, it's pretty brutal. But that's everything, though. That, that insurance cost includes my, you know, uh, uh, everything, my ability, the uh, um, full coverage, plus um, um, if I get hurt, you know, my medical insurance and stuff like that. And I've been on disability twice, and they pay really good And the Insurance is, I've never had a problem with them paying a the claim. So that includes all that.
2: That's okay. That's the of all that. Okay. Then, uh, you know, the other thing that's looking high right now is your maintenance, and sometimes that just happens. You're at $0.26 cents a mile right now.
0: Yeah, because that's the reason being, okay, versus my previous truck, I had your favorite truck, the 379, and I had to get rid of it because I live in Southern and, and I had to get car compliant. I didn't want to cut the balls off with it putting them up around there. So, anyways, uh, about 7000 of that cost was Dorothy, the Mission Tune, and the ECM Tune. Oh, okay. So those are upgrades that are that And then part, that is old truck and trailer. is about three grand in trailer tires in that maintenance cost on top of that. But it is about $11,000 more than last year on my profit gauges. But even that, the last year's profit gauges, I, I painted the truck a little bit here and some bushes about four grand of cosmetic that was not necessarily maintenance. But I to average about uh, 10 $0.11 cents
2: for trucking trader in the past. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. It, yeah. That, and all of those things will actually help lower your maintenance cost in the future. So, um, numbers are looking good, but, but what I heard there that is more important is you're happy. That That's the thing. You're on top of your numbers. Your numbers look pretty good. You're happy where you are. You have good relationships. So, I'd stick right there. Get over there and take my course on fuel optimization. Like I said, it's $15. bucks. i will show you exactly how to use that tool in there. Um, So you can find that at Let'sTruck.com. Look under the University tab. We'll be right back with more stuff. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
1: out Let's Truck University
2: yet? If not, why not? You could be learning new skills while you're on the road. Let's face it, being on the road and away from your family and friends can be tough. Why not turn that into a positive? Take the time while you're sitting and learn more about business and our industry, or even your health. Many of our courses include audio files so you can even learn while you're driving. It just doesn't get any easier than that we even offer free classes and we're adding new courses all of the time have you thought about becoming an owner operator if so I have a free course to help you avoid the six biggest mistakes I watch people make every day if after taking that course you decide you really do want to buy a truck and become your own boss I have a full 16 week class that I teach personally online it covers everything you need to do to get started be successful and profitable and even grow your new business into a fleet it includes audio video worksheets checklists, and weekly live webinars that I teach there's nothing else like it on the planet I've helped thousands of drivers become successful owner operators and even carriers and I can help you if you're already in business Do you know that you could be saving thousands of dollars a year by understanding where and how to buy your fuel? I have a course that will show you how. We also have a tool that will show you exactly where to buy your fuel on every trip. Just put in origin and destination, and it will route your trip, check real-time fuel prices at every stop along the way, calculate the lowest price based on fuel tax in each state, and show you exactly which fuel stop will be your lowest price. You'll save thousands of dollars every year with just a couple clicks of the mouse. You'll find a great offer right in my course titled Fuel Optimization. Let's face it though, there's no point in being successful if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it. Have you heard about the ketogenic lifestyle? I've been teaching drivers how to get healthy, lose weight, reverse diabetes, high blood pressure, joint pain, and so much more for over three years now. The keto lifestyle is not a fad. It's science, and it's becoming wildly popular because it really works. You get to eat food you love, and you'll never be hungry. I have a course that shows you exactly how to do it on the road. And of course, there's the Super Bowl of Trucking the biggest, baddest owner-operator event on the planet. I'm talking about the CMC. It's five jam-packed days of learning, networking, building relationships, and so much more. The 2018 CMC will be in Council Bluffs, Iowa, this September. There's way too much to cover here, but you can find out more about all of our classes, products, and events at the website, letstruck.com,
1: or call our awesome side guarantees. Your, taxes,
0: your truck, truck, and your road to, to success, success in the trucking, trucking industry. Now, now. now.
1: back, back to the the trucking, trucking business and beyond. beyond. The, the show that puts the money
0: where it belongs, back, back in your pocket.
2: And welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let's The phone number is a little different today. Road dog number is not working today, but the good news is we finally got a backup phone system in place, and we got it in place with just minutes to spare today. So here's the number. You might want to write this down. I've got some calls. I'm going to get to them. Things are working good so far. Um, 302-200-3835. That's the number to get in today. 302 302- two hundred three eight three five i'm going to get to the calls looks like we are heading off to texas this time tim welcome to the program
0: hello kevin what can i help you with today uh kevin listen for a long time it's first time i've called in i've got two old samples that i've sent in to you if you have them there uh the oil samples that I used in the past were just the ones that said pass or fail. They didn't have any numbers. So now I'm using the uh, oil samples that they do at the TA, do mobile DeltaC. Got it. Okay. Uh, let me And look. I was just wondering, I've only got two to look at, but I was wondering if you could give me yep. your thoughts on the two that I do
2: have. Yes, I can. Takes me uh, just a couple extra minutes to look at these because this is. Isn't uh, the format I'm used to, but I'm scrolling down here. Uh, what year is this engine? It's
0: a 2013 Cascadia DD 15.
2: Got it. Okay. And it looks like uh, we had just a little under 20,000 miles on each sample. And these samples look. I'm looking to see if there's anything out of whack here, and there just isn't. These are just really good-looking fuel or, uh, oil samples. Both of them are nice and clean, and uh, nothing unusual about these.
0: Great. I, well, I don't idle, and also I was going to ask you, I used to change my oil at 14 on the previous uh, oil changes. Then I went to 18 almost 19, and then the last one is right at 20. So do you think I'm all right at doing them right at about 20? Does it look good enough to continue to do it that way?
2: Well, I'll, I'll go one better. You are throwing away really good oil. Do, do you know what the recommended interval is on that engine?
0: No, I'm not sure, Kevin. maybe Is it is it supposed to be 25?
2: Oh, no, it's 50. And I will tell you, they are very... 50,000 miles is the recommended change, and I look at a lot of oil samples on DD-15s that people go right to 50,000, and they're still really clean. See, the the DD-15 has some limited bypass filtration on it. So, you know, when you hear me talking about the OPS, and we look at samples with 100, 150, 200,000 miles, and it's still clean... That's because that's a full-on bypass filter. The OEMs are finally starting to move in that direction. It just takes them a long time. I started using bypass filtration back in 1995, and it had been around a lot longer than that. Um, they're just now getting around to it, but it works. So the, the PACCAR MX engine is a 50,000-mile oil change. The DD 15 is a 50,000, and it will keep the oil clean that long. So I would take your next one all the way to 50 and sample it then.
0: Wow, I would have never thought to go that long. I just. I'm just real particular about that kind of thing and maintenance. And the soot looks okay, and so I don't, I'm not getting any dirt or anything like that. Oh, no, your, your numbers
2: are, um, you know, we don't even really worry about, dirt shows up as silicon on here. So when you look down there, it's the first line under contaminants. Uh, you had right. four, four and six. We don't even think about it till it gets to fifteen or twenty. And if that happens, it's usually because you've got a tear in the air filter or something along those lines that lets dirt in. Your soot is point um, four and point five. That that's nothing. Uh, you've got no fuel dilution. Your wear metals are low. So you're you're really throwing away really clean oil.
0: Wow. Okay, I'm gonna gonna extend that. Then I got another quick question for you, Kevin. Sure. Are are you able to look at my January numbers? I'm I'm with Landstar, by the way, and uh, I use a lot of I I use your uh, profit gauges and the fuel gauges, and I'm. Real picky about all that and record-keeping and all
2: that. Uh, let me do this. I am going to uh, put you back in the queue, and I'll have Lisa pick up. Um, I, I I can't multitask. I can't talk and type or talk and look for things. So it's not hard to find your account in profit gauges. But if I tried doing it, there would be dead air. I would st- stop talking every time I started typing. So I'll have Lisa pull up those numbers She can uh, send them over to me, and I'll bring you back on when we get those. So I am going to head off to, well, we're going to stay in Texas, but I'm going to talk to Joe this time. Joe, welcome to the program. Joe, welcome. Kevin, how you doing today? Doing great. What can I help you with?
0: I've got two subjects. One is a tax question, and the other is... um, question about, I am looking to buy a used trailer that has a rebuilt salvage title. And I know salvage vehicles are looked at um, almost as secondary, but I wanted your opinion. Would you ever consider buying a salvage vehicle? And do you know if I'm leased to a carrier do you know if they usually frown upon it or not? Well, or is it something
2: that I should never bring up? Well, you 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 said the word vehicle, so I need to clarify. I would never, I don't like the word never, but I can't imagine that I would ever buy a salvaged car unless I were going, were going to make a project out of it. And the same with a truck. I mean, there's there so many trucks for sale. I wouldn't even look at salvage. There's too much we don't know. Oh, this is a, no, I know. I, I just want to clarify this though. The trailer, right? I just want to okay, clarify okay. that if it were a truck, this would be a different story. But on a trailer. God, there's just not that much to them. Trailers are just pretty darn simple things, you know? It, it, we can look at them. If something does go wrong, they're not that expensive to replace things. Uh, if it were a reefer, that might be a different matter. But I'm assuming this is just a dry van or a flatbed, right?
0: No. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a moving van, electronics-style moving van. So it's a little different. Yeah. Uh, and it has a tuck-under tuck gate. And I was told that it was rear-ended and that it was apparently totaled, I guess, and then the guy who owned it repaired it and was running it for several years, yeah three to four years.
2: That's still a fairly simple type of trailer. Even the, the gate isn't all that big of a deal. So this would be one of those cases, if I got a really good deal on it, I would do it. Can you get this significantly lower than the market price of a similar trailer?
0: Um, It's not significantly, but I haven't bartered with them yet. Okay. Uh, They have a price listed on it, which is, it's reasonable, but it's, um, it's not cheap, let's put it that way. So my question though really comes out to after the price is are you aware of any states that would have problems or carriers that, that might not want it
2: no here's the thing i mean if it's got a legal title even if it's a salvage title if it's a legal title you can get plates and all that stuff and if you have plates the carriers could care less that's all that really matters so um You know, as long as this thing is legal to get plates on, and obviously it is if he's been running it around for a couple years, you won't have any issues with that. So I I wouldn't worry about that. And then, obviously, it's got to pass inspection, but I'm assuming it can do all those things. So um, the fact that it's a salvage title is really no big deal.
0: Because I didn't know about insurance either. Now, I had a car that I owned it, it got flooded, got totaled, and I bought it back. That had a salvage title, and I ran that for another eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Never had an issue. The same insurance company insured it again. You just couldn't get collision or fire or theft on it, but you always had
2: liability. Right. Right. A- and insurance in on a trailer is pretty simple and straightforward.
0: Okay. Okay. My other subject is tax related. I bought a truck last year, and then I sold it last year. How does that work into my taxes?
2: How much did you buy it for, and how much did you sell it for?
0: I bought it for ten five. I put uh, roughly four thousand into it, and then I sold it for sixteen five.
2: Wow, you actually had what is considered a capital gain, and and that almost never happens on trucks. Because very, very seldom does anybody buy a truck and then sell it for more than what they have into it. So really, there's a couple ways we can do this. Um, If I were you, let me think this through. Um, Now, you did this last year?
0: Yes, 2017, 2017. so it'll be part of my tax this year. This
2: tax return right now. Um, You know, I always like to make those kind of...
1: Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel costs and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our tri-care team at 855-800-FUEL that's 855-800-3835 Hey,
2: have you heard? We have an app that makes listening to our shows easier than ever It's free and it's drop dead simple It does one thing and it does it really well You download the app Did I mention it's free? Then open it and listen to our shows. The Power Hour, Questions from the Road, Destination Health. You can even listen to Kevin and best-selling author Larry Winget talk about anything and everything. You can listen live, you can listen while we record, or you can listen anytime you want. Never miss a show again. Your shows will be waiting for you when you're ready. No signing in, subscribing, or hassles. Just open the app and listen. To find the app, just do a Google search for Audio Road App. That's one word, A-U-D-I-O-R-O-A-D, app. The top two links will be Android and Apple. Just download yours and get started. It couldn't be easier. And remember, it's free. Just one more way we help you master the journey.
1: Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping, specifically for owner operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. or call Tribe Care Team at 855.
2: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com, and the phone number is a little different today. We are uh, doing a test drive on a backup phone system, and it was just in time because our phone system crashed again this weekend. So we we now have a backup. So 302-200-3835. That's the number to join us today. I've got calls on... Hold, And I am going to go back. Uh, I have two calls I'm going to be going back to, both in Texas. Right now I'm going to go finish up with Joe. Joe, you still with me?
0: Yes, I am. And I just want to say... Thank God Lisa saved the day again. <laughs> she, I, had, got, I got this con- Yes, yeah, she's right on top of things, let me
2: tell you. Yeah, if, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have had a show this weekend. I'm over here, you know, unplugging wires and, and pressing buttons, and she's cool, calm, and collected, and she's keeping things running here. So um, I'm going to have to take her out to a nice dinner when I get home. So, you know, the, there you go. There's a couple ways we can go on this. Um, You do have to report it because there is going to be a capital gain there. There are times when somebody buys and sells something in the same year and, and, you know, we report it a little differently. You're going to write off all the money you put into it. We will probably, what I would do is depreciate the whole thing this year, and then next year you're going to have to recapture that, or no, you'll have to recapture it already this year, so the calculations get a little weird, but that's one of those that the way I like to handle that is I do the entire tax return, so I get everything in the software, and then I start playing around with those numbers and depreciation until I come up with the best version.
0: Okay, that's what I thought, I wasn't sure, because I've heard you talk about things like that before, and I thought, let me call you and see for sure, I appreciate it.
2: Yep, you're welcome, thanks for the call. Let's, uh, now I'm going to go back to Tim, who is also in Texas, and I think... Lisa got me a business report, so let's take a look at this. Uh, Tim, while I'm scrolling through this, tell me a little bit about your operation.
3: Well, like I said, I'm at Landstar, and I
0: run just—I don't have a dedicated or anything right now, so I run pretty much run water, you know, all over, and I just—I try to take loads at profitable of course and i try to stay away from the stuff that's not and i'm watching my money pretty close so and i've been owner operator four times off and on in my career going on 35 years
3: i guess better
2: well i i I gotta tell you i i don't see numbers this good very often i mean these are just you know Incredible I mean you 're doing two hundred eighty six a mile all miles, even in today 's environment, where everybody 's talking about these crazy rates and and it 's a wonderful time to be in trucking but but what you tend to hear from people is they 'll say oh i i 'm pulling three dollar a mile freight well, yeah, what they really mean is they had one load last month that was over three dollars a mile. they had a bunch of deadhead miles, and if you actually average it all out. They're not doing anywhere near three dollars a mile. It, that's just bragging rights. Your 286 a mile is all miles. That's why we love profit gauges because it, it really shows us what's going on. That's an outstanding number. The other really good thing about that is you're keeping $1.34 of it. That, that's like I said, I just don't see that very often.
3: Yeah, I like to pay myself pretty
0: good. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> I own another company too, but I have to make money. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: Now these these are these are you know if I would have looked at a report like this three or four years ago, I would have said you must have made a mistake somewhere because this just doesn't happen. Today, I realize there are some pretty good rates out there, but this still ranks right up in the top one percent of the numbers I look at.
0: I negotiate. Every load. I don't, I don't, even if it's $3 a mile, I still try to get a little bit more. Well, I can tell. I I always negotiate.
2: I can tell. And it's working. Sometimes they tell me no. (laughs) Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. And I haul a lot of hazmat,
0: but, and sometimes they don't like it when I ask them. They say, that's already, what, what do you want? I go, just, can you get me another? can you get me another $100 and I'll be glad to take a look for you. <laughs> and it works. So, and it, you know, you
2: just can't argue with these numbers. So keep doing what you're doing.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. I was, I'm glad to hear that. I, I thought I was doing fairly well. Uh, since I started using, you got the best software out there. I've used different programs and spreadsheets and, but i but I'm a little different than you. You know, you said you'll, take your receipts once a month and add them up, well, i got to do it every night when I park. I cannot go to sleep until every receipt is in fuel receipts and profit gauges and, and fuel gauges. I, I
2: just can't. Well, there you go. We we
0: love that, so keep it up. Alright, well, I, hey, Kevin, I really appreciate it, and I'm glad, and thanks for all your help, and I'm glad I got to get in on the last live show.
2: Yes, yeah, absolutely. Great talking to yeah, you. I love seeing numbers like that. That is... Like I said, three decades in trucking, you as well, and it's exciting to be seeing those kind of numbers finally. Let's, uh, Let's go to Arizona this time. Mitchell, welcome to the program.
0: Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call.
2: Yeah, what can I help you with today?
0: Um, I called you about a week, week and a half ago. I
3: told you I wanted to go out on my own and I was interested in what your opinion on trucks for like Penske and rider was
0: and you told me I should get in that class. So I did sign up for that class. So my question is regarding that, I already watched the free videos and I downloaded all stuff. I already listened to it one time. My question is, am I missing something where it comes with the worksheets or is that going to be given each week when the course starts? And... When are is the time the webinars will be given so I know when to like schedule my stop to do that while I'm
2: driving, you know? Got it. So yes, there are handouts, worksheets, all kinds of things throughout the course. Uh, what we do is we open up a lesson each week, so you know what we don't we we want people doing exactly what you did download the course audio listen to it get familiar with the material but we don't want you to see each lesson until that week so that week i'll teach it i'll show the material we open it up and then once it's open it stays open and you have access to it forever so by the time the six weeks are over with you have access to all the material all the worksheets all the webinars Um, so you're in great shape right now the webinars are monday uh, six o'clock eastern time so we do it every monday at six o'clock eastern
0: Okay, so 4 o'clock on my dash, on my home terminal dash clock. Okay. Yeah. Monday to 4 o'clock. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm uh, all signed up and just waiting to go.
2: Fantastic. I'm looking forward to it.
0: All right. Well, thank you, and I appreciate what you do, and uh, see you on the 12th, I believe it is. Yep, see you
2: then. Um, so if you're interested, the, the class that he's talking about, is the, uh, the startup class. And, you know, I call it a startup class because that's what it's designed to be. It's designed to take somebody who really doesn't know how to get started, how to set up the business, how to set up the accounting, what business entity you should be, all of those startup things that you're wondering what to do. Then I go through how to find the right truck, how to spec the right truck, how to negotiate for the right truck, how much you should be paying, how to inspect it. I talk about, you know, really in-depth about finding the right partner carrier. There's a lot of material. What surprises me, I, I we're, we finished up the first, I teach this over 16 weeks. We finished up our first course a couple weeks ago. We had 100 people in there which was sold out. I was shocked at how many people were in the class that were already owner-operators, and they all said they got a lot out of it. So um, we are launching another course on the 12th. I believe we are uh, almost half full on that course already. We are only taking 100 people. Next time I might open it up to more than that, but this time I, I wanna keep the numbers down one more time. If you wanna get signed up, I wouldn't wait. Um it, it it's a $500 course we do it in five payments. Uh so it's really $25 a week over the the time of the course. But if you sign up right now there is a $75 off coupon on the sign up page. So it's 425 you'll pay for it over uh 5 months. It's really easy. Um it's very inexpensive for the price you're getting. Uh, well, you're getting me for between 20 and 30 hours of webinar time because we do an hour. To, the shortest webinar I did in this past class was an hour, the longest was over two. So you're getting a lot of webinar time. You get to ask questions. We do a lot of Q&A. You uh, get access to a private Facebook group where I answer questions, but so do all the other people that are in there. So it's really a a great community to get questions answered. And again, it's on a payment plan, so it's not hard to do. So get over there. Get signed up before it fills up. Go to Let'sTruck.com. Click on the University tab, and you will see it there. I've got to get to a break. We'll be right back. Stick around.
1: checked out Let's Truck
2: University yet? If not, why not? You could be learning new skills while you're on the road. Let's face it, being on the road and away from your family and friends can be tough. Why not turn that into a positive? Take the time while you're sitting and learn more about business and our industry, or even your health. Many of our courses include audio files so you can even learn while you're driving. It just doesn't get any easier than that. We even offer free classes and we're adding new courses all of the time. Have you thought about becoming an owner operator? If so, I have a free course to help you avoid the six biggest mistakes I watch people make every day. If after taking that course, you decide you really do want to buy a truck and become your own boss, I have a full 16 week class that I teach personally online. It covers everything you need to do to get started be successful and profitable and even grow your new business into a fleet it includes audio video worksheets checklists, and weekly live webinars that I teach there's nothing else like it on the planet I've helped thousands of drivers become successful owner operators and even carriers and I can help you if you're already in business Do you know that you could be saving thousands of dollars a year by understanding where and how to buy your fuel? I have a course that will show you how. We also have a tool that will show you exactly where to buy your fuel on every trip. Just put in origin and destination, and it will route your trip, check real-time fuel prices at every stop along the way, calculate the lowest price based on fuel tax in each state, and show you exactly which fuel stop will be your lowest price. You'll save thousands of dollars every year with just a couple clicks of the mouse. You'll find a great offer right in my course titled Fuel Optimization. Let's face it though, there's no point in being successful if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it. Have you heard about the ketogenic lifestyle? I've been teaching drivers how to get healthy, lose weight, reverse diabetes, high blood pressure, joint pain, and so much more for over three years now. The keto lifestyle is not a fad. It's science, and it's becoming wildly popular because it really works. You get to eat food you love, and you'll never be hungry. I have a course that shows you exactly how to do it on the road. And of course, there's the Super Bowl of Trucking the biggest, baddest owner-operator event on the planet. I'm talking about the CMC. It's five jam-packed days of learning, networking, building relationships, and so much more. The 2018 CMC will be in Council Bluffs, Iowa, this September. There's way too much to cover here, but you can find out more about all of our classes, products, and events at the website, letstruck.com, Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The number's a little different today. If you're trying to get in, 302-200-3835. We're going to get back to some phone calls. We're going to head off to Pennsylvania this time. Robin, welcome to the program.
0: Hi, Kevin. You are talking about interest rates yesterday and how people don't understand them. I have a shop right now that uh, they charged me 12% for a month, and uh, when I asked her about it, she goes, I right on the bill, and it says 18%, and then when I read it, it's a mechanics lien. Now, what is a mechanics lien?
2: Well, a mechanics lien is, can be used on, uh, you see it a lot more on houses, but it's on anything that you have work done on and then you don't pay for the work. Um, and it's a way for whoever did the work to secure um, the money you owe them. So it, it's filed um, legally, and as long as there is a mechanics lien on something, you won't be able to sell it. So that's really what it is. It, it's a hold put on the title of a vehicle or a house or property or equipment so that it can't be sold until any money paid or owed uh, for repairs, upgrades, things like that gets paid first.
0: Yeah, and that's what I kind of thought it, was, it meant. And, like, someone got their truck worked out and they didn't have the money to pay for it, you could get the 18%. But it looked like he'd have to go to court to get it. Like you said, he would have to put a lien on the title. So, I mean, I have an open account with them. I used to work for the company, and I use their shops. It's so close to home, and they run ISX trucks, so they have a lot of the parts. And uh, so when I I did the math on it, and it comes out, I was, uh, because my lien was $3,000, they charged me $360 for interest. And uh it should have been forty five dollars. Yeah. One point five percent. Yeah.
2: Um if it were an eighteen percent annual rate, that should be one point five percent a month. That's correct. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the math yeah. I was helping people with yesterday. But if they charge you twelve percent for thirty <laughs> days, that's um I, I know loan sharks that don't cover percent <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 100-
0: is there a lot Is there a, like a fair interest law, something for businesses or not? Uh, not for
2: not for business. Um, there are what are called usury laws for uh, personal finance stuff, and every state's a little different. But you tend to see those max out at twenty to thirty percent. Although there are ways around it. So it, it, when you look at things like payday loans or these loans that mm-hmm. the, some of the tax firms, you know, have us do your tax return and we'll, you know, give you your refund the same day, when right. you dig down into like those factory. contracts, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: yeah the, so there yeah. there are, there are yeah. ways around it.
0: Mhm. Yeah, because uh, like I said, the last time I questioned him. He said, you oh, just pay your bill, and I'll just take all the interest off. So I thought, well, yeah, that's cool. But two turbos later, and a bunch of other words, and a towing bill, I got a little bit behind. And so I, I just don't want to overload my credit card right now. Just, I got a nervous feeling with this truck. yeah. And uh, I was going to let it ride there. I was going to let it ride. And uh, I talked to him Friday. And he goes, yeah, I talked to him. last time I talked to him, he didn't seem it was right. But I uh, said, we can fix it. I go, I know you can fix it, but how long have you been charging 12% to everybody with an account? <laughs> right. That's 144. <laughs> you know, they're making a fortune.
2: Oh, that's inc- That's insane. Really? Yeah, I, and,
0: and, and the girl that's doing it, I mean, she just pushed a button and she won't listen to me. I sent her an email and I said, it's 12%. You told me 18%. You're charging me 12 How do you get to 12%? I mean, if it was 12% for the year, it'd be a 1%. It'd right. It'd be a $30 bill. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> right.
1: Well, and,
2: and, and let, me give, I let, I, I, let me give you a comparison because you did the math. You understand this. They were charging you 144%. When we first started the payment plan for the CMC, I looked at it and I said, you know, I, I want to help people out because I realize that's a lot of money to pay up front. We're not a finance company. We're not going to secure this. We're not going to check credit. So, you know, we've got to protect ourselves a little bit here. We were charging, it worked out to be about 14 or 15%. That was annual. And I had mm-hmm. people, not people who were coming, people who came and took the payment plan loved it. But as usual, I had haters online who were, like, screaming, Oh, my God, I can't believe you're charging 14%. And I'm like, are you kidding me? 14% for an unsecured
1: loan with for no sure. credit check? <laughs> yeah,
0: I brought my son, and uh the same deal. I did the payments, and then when we came to the CMC, I just paid it out. And then you knock but, off the interest. Well, and that was yeah. the other
2: thing we'd so, let people do. We said, look, just pay it off before the event, and we'll take all the interest off. <laughs> the guy goes, you know, you pay your bills,
0: we'll take the interest off. It's like, well, you're only taking off $45. Yeah, right. You know what, even that much, I mean, my bill is quite a bit, my bill is quite a bit lower. And uh, I said, you're not really saving me any money, I just want you to fix the problem. Yeah. And... They haven't fixed. They
3: haven't. They haven't fixed my truck, and they haven't fixed their interest rate. But I'm going through an EGR cooler nightmare right now. I just had it replaced two weeks ago, and I put in four gallons of antifreeze again.
0: You, you
3: know, and I'm right at the end of my warranty. Yeah. And I'm right at the end
0: of my warranty on the motor. Yeah. So, oh, I don't know. It's just that's why I said I don't want to because I'd always pay it off on my credit card, and I never seen their interest rate ever because I would get the points of the same interest rate. Right. And I just took care of my credit card. You know, I some extra point.
2: I, I just but, wonder, I, I uh, just wonder if, because I, I'm always shocked at how many people don't understand the math. They just think an interest rate is an interest rate, yeah. no matter what time period you calculate it for. And I just wonder if they don't understand what they're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. No, because I know the girl personally, because I worked up there, I drove there for quite a few years. And uh, her mom was a dispatcher. She just came in there after high school and was filing papers. Now she's, doing the, the, she's in the credit department. And then when you call a controller, <laughs> she's the one that answers the phone. <laughs> 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 the whole, no credibility at all. But he's got a lot of people that started with him after high school. He's a, he's a meat plant, a pork plant, you know, a trucking company, truck, stop, truck shop. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's got it all going on. I mean, he's a great guy. I loved it. I thought he was going to work there forever. Yeah, And uh, I mean, like I said, they're a 24-hour shop, yeah. and real uh, and real close to home. And on on top of and that,
2: uh, he must have a business card that says Guido the Loan Shark.
0: Yeah, and he'll, he'll like my brother borrowed money from him when he started, and he wants two people I work for him to co-sign, and it's a flat 10%. <laughs> So, three. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a flat fee. You know that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had a feeder bill charge this summer. I knew I wasn't going to be able to pay the bill on my end-of-the-year bonus. And that was right at, right at about three grand. And it was the same contract, you know, 18%. point one five. and it was 46 or $48. And I'm like, maybe you want to look at the bill. I go, well, this is... What the same contract I signed with you guys, right, right? You know, and yeah. even the guys in the shop, going, even the guys in the shop are telling me one point five percent. Yeah, and when I can't you, get through the girls. Head, you you know what? I don't. So have, I don't know uh, how to, where to turn. I, you know, I and that's not a,
2: that's not a bad deal. You know, t- if they were doing it correctly, twelve to eighteen percent on an unsecured, where they're not checking credit and they just issue you credit like that, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, but. The way they're they're doing it, not understanding that, like you said, you have the math right. If it's an 18% rate, you get charged 1.5% a month. So it just doesn't seem like they're understanding the math on that correctly. Um, You know, I, I would go straight to the owner, I guess, and just sit down, and I'm sure... He understands the math. I just think that somewhere in the system, something broke down. I don't think they're trying to charge you 144% interest, not on purpose anyway. So I would just sit down with the math and the paperwork and say, you know, here's here's what I'm seeing, and I don't think this is the way it's supposed to be. 18 percent's not a problem. 144%, that's... Uh, That's knee-breaker kind of rates. Uh, I'm looking at the clock. Looks like we have uh, blown through another segment here. So I'm going to get to a break. When we come back, we're going to get to more of your calls and questions. Stick around. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The number to join us today, a little different. Our phone system seems to be working well as long as I press all the right buttons and don't pull any wires out. Uh, 302-200-3835. 302-200-3835. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
1: High five, Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-Fuel. That's 855-800-3835. Hey,
2: have you heard? We have an app that makes listening to our shows easier than ever. It's free and it's drop dead simple. It does one thing and it does it really well. You download the app. Did I mention it's free? Then open it and listen to our shows. The Power Hour, Questions from the Road, Destination Health. You can even listen to Kevin and best-selling author Larry Winget talk about anything and everything. You can listen live, you can listen while we record, or you can listen anytime you want. Never miss a show again. Your shows will be waiting for you when you're ready. No signing in, subscribing, or hassles. Just open the app and listen. To find the app, just do a Google search for Audio Road App. That's one word, A-U-D-I-O-R-O-A-D, app. The top two links will be Android and Apple. Just download yours and get started. It couldn't be easier. And remember, it's free. Just one more way we help you master the journey.
1: Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping, specifically for owner operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
2: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. We've got a bunch of calls on the line, so I'm going to get right back to it. We are off to Tennessee. Joe, welcome to the program.
0: Oh, hey, Kevin. Thanks for
2: taking my call. You're welcome. You before, what can I help you with
0: today? I just, to clean, I just wanted to clean something up. I called you a long time ago about disc brakes, how the general manager, the dealership went crazy. They're bad and all that. Yeah. I walked back into the love shop. I walked back into the love shop and I was talking to that love's mechanic, and uh, he said, "Yeah, it's true." He said, "But when they come in there, every one of those guys, every one of them to come in there with it all all tore up, is a bad driver." <laughs>
2: is that right?
0: Every one of them. What are they doing to him? That's them? what you and I were talking about. But there's no way to tell. Huh. Is there ever you know, one of them to come in there like that? Guy didn't know what he's doing.
2: Yeah, I just, I can't imagine what they're doing. And, and I read the early reports on, on disc brakes when we first started putting them on trucks in this country from a couple fleets that were early adopters. And the fleets had an excellent experience with them. they, they. You know, documented their cost had gone down, their repair time had gone down. They just absolutely loved them. And when you look at disc brakes, I mean, if you've ever worked on drum brakes and disc brakes, there's no comparison. Drum brakes are a pain. You need a bunch of specialty tools. you got springs and clips, and you're always trying to fumble to get something put back together right. And disc brakes, you pull the pads off, you put a new set of pads on,
0: and you're done. Well, you give me a truck, I could jump it before I get to
4: Portland from wherever it is you are. <laughs> It'll be junk. <laughs> I guarantee it. It's a guarantee. I don't make a lot of guarantees with my life. Well, what are you doing?
0: Uh, re- <laughs> you, you'd be you shocked. I've been doing this a long time. The reason I the actual reason I, I wanted to clear that up is the reason I called you is I I was a decker for a long time, so I tried to ship my deck stuff cross country. And what these line haulers charge, they charge by the foot and the lane. You understand <sighs> that, right? Yes. Yep. Oh, versus the way I do business. And there's a lot of people that did not get back into trucking. They're still holding off. What, I, mean, what, I mean, I just wondered what your opinion
2: was. What's going to happen here? What do you mean they're not getting back into trucking? Why did they
0: get out and what are they I, waiting I got, for? I, well, they just, you know, and you got, if, the main thing that I hear my friends telling me is the, uh, is the, um, um, Lying on your logbook. I got a ticket for lying on my logbook, and everything's clean. And it's kind of their opinion, too. And everybody's just kind of scared of it. Well, everybody's kind of holding off a little
2: bit. Let, let's just take an example of a caller I had today. And I get it. He's, he's the exception. But I'm seeing more and more of these exceptions than I have ever seen. Here's a guy who is leased to a carrier, he's leased to Landstar. He's not out, you know, trying to, you know, negotiate with brokers, not out trying to find loads, not chasing people down to get his money. He's not worrying about, you know, managing his own drug consortium and FMCSA audits and all those other things that go along with having your own authority. Now, if you want to do that, there's no problem with it, but he doesn't have to do any of that stuff. He dispatches himself, runs when he wants to run, goes home when he wants to go home, doesn't have, uh, you know, anybody to really answer to. And he is keeping keeping a dollar thirty four a mile. That's profit after he paid all of his expenses. I, I there has never been a time like this in trucking, ever. Not in the thirty two years I've been doing it. The only time you would have seen numbers like that was prior to deregulation. The problem was back then that was those were one way numbers and you might not have authority to move the other way and You couldn't get authority. I mean, companies paid millions of dollars just to get authority back then. But I have not seen numbers like this in the 32 years I've been in the industry. And I think 2018 is going to be even better.
0: Well, I I actually think on your freight rates, you're right. My my question is, is if these guys don't come back of this freight goes because LTL guys they can literally do anything they can't do that I do except for hauling machinery they will not do that
2: okay
0: they will not they will not get them to do that they just refuse so your question is I guess it's dangerous so your question is if if all all this freight needs to be hauled these guys don't come back it's all going over to the LTL guys they got reefers they got dry vans. They can pretty much haul most of it, but the price is going to be oh my
2: god! Well, that that that's the thing. Whether the LTL guys do it or not, it, you know, it doesn't matter who does it. If things stay the way they are, these freight rates are here to stay, or they could even go up. I I say if you if you don't like the fact that you can't cheat on your logbook anymore adios and have a wonderful life because the people that are willing to run under ELDs are going to work a lot less and make more money doing it.
0: But what's that going to do to the economy? We all have to go back to the 80s when we were paying these LTL rates. Most of the trucks back in the 80s or LTL
2: guys, I mean, they're just you know, over-the-road guys, too. Yeah, well, you know, here's but, the thing. I, it, prices, if we stay in this environment or it gets worse, prices at the shelves are going to go up some. But it's not nearly what everybody thinks. You know, I, there was all the all the chicken littles running around before the ELD mandate kicked in. The sky is falling. Milk's going to be $9 a gallon. The store shelves are going to be empty. Yeah, it didn't happen. Store sales are jam-packed, full of products, just like they've always been, and milk is still about the same price it was last year. So uh, there is a a factor in there. Prices could go up a little, but not like everybody expects.
0: Right now, it's slow. Well, February is always always slow. I mean, you, you can see it. Yeah, slow
2: but relative to what? Where volumes there is, volume is about the same as it Somebody was last all year. That. Well that see that's the thing. Volume's about the same as it was last year, but capacity is down. That's why rates are up.
0: Okay. Now Well it's it, a scary time people are scared of that. They're scared of what LTL guys because I tried to ship my deck and stuff from LA to Chicago, and what they wanted to charge me for one game box, I fell over. I mean, oh, I know. Oh my god, I know. Yeah, if
2: <laughs> if, if, if you if you have to pay to get freight moved, this is not a good time. If you're a broker right now, it, it's difficult. Because you've got customers screaming at you that their freight's got to go, and yet you can't find trucks. And if you are a broker, and you negotiated long-term contracts, you're hurting right now. So, but if you're the guy getting paid to move freight, it's a great time.
0: Mm. Uh, I, uh, I hope I. Uh. Well, I, I, you know, I just think it's bad for the company for the country. In my opinion. I, I, I don't, if everything goes back on the LTL. Everything's going to be expensive. Well, no. it's, it, everything
2: isn't going back on LTL. That's just not going to happen. LTL doesn't even have the capacity to do it. When you look at how much freight moves at, as truckload, LTL doesn't have the capacity to even touch it. So um, rates are going to be up. But here's the thing: this is how a free market works. If we get this much upward pressure on price, people will get into trucking. Trucking companies will expand, and they'll buy more trucks. That's, that's why a free market works so well. It's self-adjusting. If rates are that high, then it, remember what happened when we were fracking everywhere? What happened? People moved to North Dakota. They moved to Pennsylvania and Ohio and West Virginia because you could make $100,000 a year with no education. They filled in that gap. And and then when, you know, oil prices went back down and nobody was paying that much, everybody went someplace else. So construction workers will move into trucking. Truckers will move into construction, and they'll go to the oil fields and and. You know, we have a shifting economy, but it's a free market economy. Prices will always work themselves out. So what you have to do is if you're in trucking for the long haul, you got to make hay while the sun shines. Right now is the time to be out there getting those rates because they won't last forever. It, the market will adjust itself.
0: Boy, I hope, that's a positive outlook, and I, 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 hope, I hope more... Uh... I hope more people have that.
2: Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, it doesn't matter whether people have that attitude or not. We could look all back through history. It always happens. You know, we have been in such a low, low inflation environment for so long now that it's, it's probably not a bad thing if we actually see some inflation. And I know everybody panics over that, but... Um, A little bit of inflation right now wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing, and I think we're going to see some. There's the music. I've got to get to a break. We've got one hour left, so don't go away. We'll be right back with more stuff from Kevin Rutherford.
0: Your truck and your road to success in the trucking industry. Now
1: now back the trucking business and beyond the show that puts the money
0: where it belongs. Back in your pocket.
2: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're heading into the third and final hour. I wonder how many times I've said that over the last 11 years, and it's never meant quite as much as what it means this time. It's kind of sad. It really is the final hour that I'll be on uh, a live weekend show. If you didn't hear the announcement yesterday or at the beginning of the show today, you know, we have people coming in and out all the time. This is our last live weekend show, so this is my last live weekend hour. Um, the weekend show will still be in this time slot, but they will be replays from the week. We are moving to weeknights. Uh, for now, we're just going to be doing one hour a night, Monday through Friday at midnight, which is um, has always been my time slot uh just a lot going on in the business and really really difficult to run a business five days a week and do weekend shows and um lisa and i just haven't had any time off we've got a lot of big projects coming up for the company so for now we will be doing that one hour at midnight those hours will replay on the weekends and we uh we are in talks with SiriusXM. I have asked them if I could get more hours during the week. Uh, you know, my contract's up in May so we can renegotiate then. And I'm already talking to them. I have uh, asked for anywhere up to three hours a night, five nights a week. Uh, so one, two, or three hours, whatever they will give me, I'd be willing to do. So, uh this is the last hour, so I'm going to get back to some calls and see how many we can get in. Let's go to New Mexico. Lee, welcome to the program.
4: Hey, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call.
2: What can I help you with today? Hey, I
4: didn't want to. Uh, I didn't really want to get your blood boiling again, but I wanted to uh, talk about what you were talking about yesterday when you got pulled over in Texas. Sure. I had the same. Ex- I had the same experience. Going through, coming out of Texas and into Oklahoma on I-40. Me and my wife, we were in our per, my, my son's personal car. We were taking his car to him in uh, North Carolina. And that was uh, it was a uh, 2014 Kia Optima, all black. The windows were tinted black, and the rims were black. As soon as we got out of uh, uh, Texas and into Oklahoma, there were about six sheriffs sitting there at the bridge. They seen me go by, and I had one of them right behind me. They pulled me over in the rest area, and as soon as they walked up and they seen, you know, seen an older person in the car, they go, oh, well, the reason why I stopped you was because of your license plate frame. You know, the little frame that goes around the license plate? Right. Well, that's what he stopped me for, and he goes, he goes, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna. give you a warning on it because uh, in in Oklahoma we don't allow that. And I said, well, if you can see the car is not registered in Oklahoma, it's registered in California. So yeah. we were just being profiled, and that was only the fr- and that was only the first time I got pulled over again before I got in in, uh, in Reno before I got to Oklahoma City for going four miles over the speed limit. Yeah,
2: you know, over the years I've heard these stories. And I always think to myself, and I, I have a different attitude now, but I'll be honest, I always think to myself, well, you know, you must have done something or, you know, were you just rude when they pulled Joe? I mean, they let you go. I mean, he let you go with a warning. Yep. Had, had this officer let me go with a warning, I would have never even mentioned it. I mean, it wouldn't have been, you know, worth talking about on the show, certainly not going into a rant the way I did. But, you know, I was there this time. It wasn't, I wasn't hearing it from somebody else. And it, there were two things really, really wrong. And I said it yesterday. They had zero probable cause to pull me over. I absolutely know I wasn't speeding. I had my cruise control set. Um, I had no lights out. I didn't make any weird lane changes. They had no reason to pull me over, which that is illegal. They're not allowed to pull you over without some sort of a violation. And it can be something goofy like that license plate frame or, you know, you have a license plate light out. I had none of those things. Even that Mm -hmm. wouldn't bother me. You know, I've been pulled over before and let go. I haven't had a ticket in over 10 years. What bothered me was they took it one step further and used false information, clearly false. It wasn't a mistake. I've been all through it. I've had other people in law enforcement look at it. I had LifeLock run my uh, record in all 50 states. There is nothing on my record. They, they falsified information in order to have probable cause to search the vehicle. That is criminal. I, I, and I said yesterday, yep. I, in my life, especially when I was younger, I got a lot of tickets, and I never argued a one of them because I knew I deserved every one. When I got pulled over for speeding and I got a ticket, I was polite, signed it, paid the fine, and moved on because I knew I was wrong. We have rules. If you want to break the rules, there should be consequences, and I'm not going to fight the consequences. But we, we have no rules if law enforcement can just break the rules that blatantly
4: it's called profiling yeah well it goes beyond that though that's how that's how well that's that's how i was stopped because that was the only thing that they were able to get me for Was i mean they didn't get me for anything but they that was the only thing they were able to stop me for was profiling. they seen a black car it looked like a younger person's car all blacked yeah. out, and they thought they were going to get somebody young in there. Well, here's another thing you that I, I,
2: I find kind of interesting. I, I do watch the, the and show. They were,
4: and they were DE. Yeah. They were de agents
2: also. Right. And that's what I was going to say. I watch the show live uh, PD a lot. Um, yeah. it, it's fascinating to me. And I am shocked at in these drug corridors, you know, the interstates that are clearly drug corridors, and you know they're looking for, you know, they're not looking for personal use. They're looking for big movements of drugs. I, I have seen uh-huh. more cars get pulled over in Utah on that show with 10, 15, 20, all the way up to 50 pounds of marijuana in the car. Clearly trafficking, and they will have windows tinted so dark you can't see a thing. Well, that's clearly going to get you pulled over. That's illegal. Like, I, I I can't imagine yeah. why anybody that's moving those kind of quantities of drugs is that stupid. Yeah. Now, but, did you file a complaint with them? Um. No, I haven't, and I, I I've I've tried to decide what I should I do. I almost went. I, I would I, file a
4: complaint with them. With who, though? The sheriff. Whoever stopped you. Well, what Whatever s- county you were pulled over in. It, well, it was the city. It, it, but clearly they're crooked. It, it probably won't be good.
2: Yeah? No, if anything, yeah. I, would, I would file it with the attorney general of the state. Because it's clearly not going to do any good to file it with that city. They're crooks. Yeah. You know, I almost got stupid. I I, I, I wasn't thinking on on the way I was going to go back through there. I ended up changing my plans, but I was thinking, you know what? Once I found out that there was clearly nothing on my record, I thought, I'm going to drive back through there. I'm going to stop, and I'm going to ask them to run my record because I want to see what they found. And I thought, you know what? If they're crooked enough to do what they did, what would stop them from planting something on me and arresting me again? Mm Mm-hmm. It, well, they don't even have to plan it on me. All they'd have to do is say, look, this is what we, we confiscated from you. If they're that crooked, I don't want to go anywhere near the place. It's a shame to think of them that
4: way, but that's what happens.
2: It is a shame. And like I said, I used you know? to hear stories like yeah. that, and I used to think, oh, come on, come on, they're, they're not that bad. They, they might have pulled you over, but you were doing something wrong, and, and, and now I know better. Now I know that all those times Good I thought that it about somebody. Yeah, because it happened to me. Exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks a lot, Kevin.
2: Yeah, all right. Thanks for the call. <laughs> yeah, It. Uh, I, I feel bad saying that, but I have heard those stories before, and I thought, oh, come on, you were doing something wrong. Maybe you were just rude to them. Or, and I see that all the time on, on the show Live PD. People get pulled over and immediately get an attitude. And I always think, God, why would you do that? You're just asking for trouble. So I don't do that, I never have. And I was as polite as I could be in this stop and they falsified information on my record. They they said there was a bunch of stuff on my record, used it as probable cause. And there was nothing. Uh, I immediately left there. I have a couple friends in law enforcement, had my license ran, there was nothing. And then just to be sure, I even had LifeLock run it it nationwide. Not a single violation anywhere on my record. Clearly criminal behavior by the people who are supposed to be protecting us from the criminals. I've got to get to a break. We've got more stuff. Stick around. Hey, it looks like you might be able to grab an open line. 302-200-3835. We've got a different number today, so write that down. Dial me up right now. You might be able to get in. 302-200-3835. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
1: Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855 800 3835 Hey, have you
2: heard? We have an app that makes listening to our shows easier than ever. It's free and it's drop dead simple. It does one thing and it does it really well. You download the app. Did I mention It's free. Then open it and listen to our shows. The Power Hour, Questions from the Road, Destination Health. You can even listen to Kevin and best-selling author Larry Winget talk about anything and everything. You can listen live, you can listen while we record, or you can listen anytime you want. Never miss a show again. Your shows will be waiting for you when you're ready. No signing in, subscribing, or hassles. Just open the app and listen. To find the app, just do a Google search for Audio Road App. That's one word, A-U-D-I-O-R-O-A-D, app. The top two links will be Android and Apple. Just download yours and get started. It couldn't be easier. And remember, it's free. Just one more way we help you master the journey.
1: Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping, specifically for owner operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
2: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, it's a different number today, 302-200-3835. Still some time to get through. It's always a little easier as the show starts to wind down. Sometimes we get an open line. I'm going to go to Missouri this time. Lee, welcome to the program.
0: Kevin, your coach said ka <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs>
2: yeah, Yes, it certainly did.
0: Hey, I I got a question. It's kind of fortuitous that you had a profit gauge commercial while I was on hold. But I have a question on the profit gauge. I had to rent a truck while my truck was in the shop. How do you make the mileage work out for your uh, statement, your profit loss statement? Uh, Say that again. I had to rent a truck while my truck was in the shop. Yeah. How do you figure the miles that I ran with the rental that it doesn't, um, that it all works out in the end when you're doing your statement?
2: Wow, you know and what? We've had profit gauges out for, what, five or six years now. Nobody has ever asked me that question, and I haven't thought about it before. But you're right. That's going to mess up the numbers. <laughs> um, And... Uh, I'm trying to think of an easy way to do that without uh, constantly adjusting your odometer. We don't want to keep doing that for one. You know, I, it, your numbers. We don't want to keep adjusting them for this one-time event.
0: Right. How long did you run? Is it? there a way to do it at the end of the year? Uh, well, uh, twice actually. Earlier in the year, and then uh, December, I did the Race Across America in December with our, our special company truck. So yeah, I leased that truck for the, that time period.
2: Huh. You know, in fuel gauges, we built in a way to reset the odometer, but we never thought about that right. in profit gauges. I think you might have... You had to pick my last hour of my last weekend show to stump me, didn't you?
0: <laughs> huh. Absolutely, I, 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 that's what you get for taking away my weekend treat. <laughs> I am going to have to either think about that
2: or ask Aaron what uh, what we could do to get that reset and get the numbers accurate, because I can't think of something right now.
0: Okay, yeah, because I, I figured all my numbers are going to be off, it's going to show that I'm actually making more than I am. and. The whole point is to know your numbers.
2: Yeah. Now, you know, one of the things is is it would only be off on this year's report. I think Um, once we once you go, actually, it would only be off on the months and any report you included those months in. So if there's if we can't think i mean there's got to be a way we can fix it but if there isn't next year you'll be fine because you won't be running those reports anymore but I, i'm i'd be like you i want my numbers to be right and accurate that's the whole point of doing this we're gonna have to uh right we're gonna have to think about that for a little bit
0: what about the for, for the in for the tax year i for the first two months of the year i uh-huh. run a, my old truck and i've got this one on the road in March, so will all that uh cost from the other truck all be in my tax In the year or will I have to do two different forms? No. For the that, old truck and the new truck. No, we
2: can um that'll all be in there. You'll be fine on your tax report. It's okay, the yeah, okay. it's the it's the mileage numbers that have me stumped.
0: Profit lost. Okay. Alright, well that's uh, I, Sorry for the setup. Yeah. But I'm not from Texas. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You you get
2: points for that. That, Thanks for the call, and thanks for stumping me in my final hour on the weekend. Uh, Uh,
0: You're quite welcome. I will see you at the CMC. I'm glad we got it scheduled.
2: Fantastic. Yeah, that's right. I'm excited about it as well, so we will see you then. I'm going to head off this time to South Dakota. Dane, welcome to the program. Ooh, let me try hitting that button again. Uh-oh. Well, I might be doing something wrong in my new phone system here. Let me... There we go.
3: There you are. Ah,
2: there we go. I, I need retrained.
3: you got to figure it out. <laughs> I know. Yeah. At least, at least I'll have to crack the whip on you.
2: That's right. What can I help you with today?
3: Well, <clears throat> uh, if I, I got an old Crete Freightliner Sentry and didn't come with fairings on it, And for the past four or five years I've been trying to find fairings for it, used. And the ones that I have been able to find are, are yeah, they're fair condition. I'd have to do some body work on them. Would it be worth it to buy new fairings and put on here with so $5,000 for a complete set of fairings and brackets.
2: You know, this is a topic I've looked at pretty extensively. When they first started putting, you know, the tank and side fairings on tractors, a lot of fleets ordered them. You know, it, made, it seemed to make total sense. You know, it comes with the truck. But, but when you looked at the cost, the initial cost wasn't so bad on a new truck. What fleets found out after a couple years, though, especially fleets that hired a lot of student drivers, is drivers were tearing those things up. And they are not cheap to replace. And they only improved. Now, the the, the testing on this goes back a little ways. I think, you know, we've improved the design of these a lot. But some of the early skirts were only improving fuel economy by about two tenths. So you were saving, you know, when fuel was at $4 a gallon, you were saving about $2,000 a year, which seems significant until you find out it's going to cost you four or $5,000 to replace these things. So if it happens more than every, like, three or four years, you're actually losing money, and the fleet stopped specking. So you, you actually saw a lot of fleets stop specking these things. Um, now they're becoming kind of standard. You know, you're not really paying extra to get them on a lot of trucks now. I, I, don't, I don't think I would spend five. dollars th- Well, let me ask you this. Are there other fuel mileage modifications you could do to this truck?
3: they do. I think I can still have Pittsburgh Power do my turbo and ECM.
0: Yeah,
2: so... uh, We've already got
3: wide base singles, eco flaps, and a bunch of other stuff on it.
2: uh, So if we were just to look at that, turbo and ECM, I I have seen that improve fuel economy at least a half mile per gallon. I've seen sometimes seven and eight tenths on some trucks. ECM tuning can be incredible. Um, So let's just call it a half mile per gallon. The ECM tuning in the turbo is probably less than the fairings, and it's going to return double or more. So I would definitely do that first. $5,000 for fairings would be one of those things I would put way down the list. And, you know, if fuel goes way up in price, then it it might be a bigger priority. But, you know, it's going to take you a while to get that $5,000 back, probably two years or more.
3: I've actually thought about uh, fabricating something myself and trying it to see what happens.
2: Yeah, if you're good at fabricating, that might not be a bad way to go.
3: Well, I used to be a welder fabricator before I was a truck driver.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So you you might want to try that. I don't. I wouldn't spend five thousand dollars on a set of fairings right now. I just think it takes too long uh-huh. to get it back. Well,
3: you? Know, I wasn't sure what. It would improve, so that's why I figured I'd call you and ask before I did it. Yeah,
2: on that truck, only about two tenths.
3: Okay. That'll work. Thank you, Kevin.
2: You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Looks like that's going to run us into the break. Um, We do have two segments left. Looks like I've got a couple calls. I could probably squeeze in one or two more. If you want to join us here for the last 30 minutes of our weekend live show, Uh, 11 years, 11 years on weekends. I, I still remember. My very first Saturday sitting... My first show ever was on a Saturday. In fact, for the first... Uh, I think for the first four months I did the show, I was only on the weekends. Maybe it was even a little longer than that. It was much less than a year. Um, but I was only on Saturday and Sunday. That was kind of my trial run to see if I could do it. And I guess I did okay. Because then they gave me seven nights a week on top of the two weekend shows. Um I still remember sitting down on that first Saturday, really, really nervous, and something very interesting happened. The person who inspired me to do a talk show like this was Bruce Williams. I know some of you listened to him way back when. Bruce was on the air almost 30 years, and right before I went on the air, Bruce came on with a uh, promo, and I thought it had to be a sign. I don't think I've heard him on... Sirius or XM since that one time I've got to get to a break we do have 30 minutes of live weekend left we'll be right back I'm Kevin Rutherford checked out Let's Truck University yet? If not, why not? You could be learning new skills while you're on the road. Let's face it, being on the road and away from your family and friends can be tough. Why not turn that into a positive? Take the time while you're sitting and learn more about business and our industry, or even your health. Many of our courses include audio files so you can even learn while you're driving. It just doesn't get any easier than that we even offer free classes and we're adding new courses all of the time have you thought about becoming an owner operator if so I have a free course to help you avoid the six biggest mistakes I watch people make every day if after taking that course you decide you really do want to buy a truck and become your own boss I have a full 16 week class that I teach personally online it covers everything you need to do to get started, be successful and profitable, and even grow your new business into a fleet. It includes audio, video, worksheets, checklists, and weekly live webinars that I teach. There's nothing else like it on the planet. I've helped thousands of drivers become successful owner operators and even carriers, and I can help you. If you're already in business, Do you know that you could be saving thousands of dollars a year by understanding where and how to buy your fuel? I have a course that will show you how. We also have a tool that will show you exactly where to buy your fuel on every trip. Just put in origin and destination, and it will route your trip, check real-time fuel prices at every stop along the way, calculate the lowest price based on fuel tax in each state, and show you exactly which fuel stop will be your lowest price you'll save thousands of dollars every year with just a couple clicks of the mouse you'll find a great offer right in my course titled fuel optimization let's face it though there's no point in being successful if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it have you heard about the ketogenic lifestyle I've been teaching drivers how to get healthy lose weight reverse diabetes, high blood pressure, joint pain, and so much more for over three years now. The keto lifestyle is not a fad. It's science, and it's becoming wildly popular because it really works. You get to eat food you love, and you'll never be hungry. I have a course that shows you exactly how to do it on the road. And of course, there's the Super Bowl of Trucking, the biggest, baddest owner-operator event on the planet. I'm talking about the CMC. It's five jam-packed days of learning, networking, building relationships, and so much more. The 2018 CMC will be in Council Bluffs, Iowa this September. There's really too much to cover here, but you can find out more about all of our classes, products, and events at the website, Let'sTruck.com, Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. I'm going to get right back to the calls. We're going to get in as many as we can. Haha. Am I really going back to Childress, Texas? Greg, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah,
0: sorry about that, Kevin. Hey, I wanted to that, let you know that uh, I think you could, that guy took the day off today because I didn't get, see him down the, there. I, I'm, ner- <laughs> I'm nervous
2: just talking to you.
0: Well, I made it through there, so at least I can talk to you. <laughs> well, that's good.
2: What can I help you with today?
0: I got a question for you on uh, uh, truck uh, taxes. Um, the I'm 14 months into a uh, truck payments on this truck. Now, when they changed the tax laws, uh, I'm wondering... Should my accountant take full appreciation for the whole whatever's left in it? Because I don't think he did last
2: year. You you can't.
0: When he filed.
2: You, you can't. You, you only can't. now No, you only have that option in the year you bought it. So when, when we buy a truck, that first tax return that we file, that's when we get to make all the decisions about depreciation. But once we... There are a couple exceptions to this, but uh, you can switch from what's called 200 dB to straight line towards the end. But it still doesn't let you take it all, and it, it's too complicated okay. to try to explain. For the most part, once we do that first tax return where we bought equipment, we make the decisions, and then we're that's it for the three
0: years. Okay. What if I... What if I'm just, uh, thinking about trading this, my tractor in uh, for a different unit? So,
1: I haven't talked and, about that.
0: And this one hasn't been paid off yet.
2: I haven't talked, well... When something is paid off has nothing to do with taxes. That, that confuses a oh, lot of true, people. true, true, right. Yeah, that confuses a lot of people. I ha- there is another tax law change in 2018 that I haven't even mentioned yet because it was you know so complicated to try to get everybody to understand the big points, and I see this as a little point. Um, but but okay. here's the thing. It's called a like-kind exchange. So when you trade something in, that's what a like-kind exchange means. You're trading something that's like the other thing that you're buying. What they did was you have to recapture depreciation when you sell something or trade it in. So if you took a whole bunch of depreciation... Let's say you depreciated a truck all the way to zero. That means you've taken a deduction for everything you paid for the vehicle. Well, if you somebody buys it from you, well, you got to pay back the depreciation you took because you, you got money back. I mean, it makes sense. It freaks people out, but it makes total sense when you look at the math of it. But when you trade something in, there was a rule for like-kind exchanges. You didn't have to pay the tax on that money, But what you did have to do was deduct the amount of the trade-in from the new vehicle before you started depreciating it. Are you with me so far? Yeah, sort of, kind of. I know. It would take me an hour to walk. (laughs) That's right. Taxes make make me crazy because there's just no easy. I'd like I'd like to take things that are really complicated and be able to explain them to people. And taxes frustrate me because I just can't. Well, without without going into all the different scenarios on how that rule works, that rule went away. So now, if you sell, even if you trade a vehicle. You're actually going to owe tax on the recapture of depreciation, but we can always make up for it by taking more depreciation in that year off the vehicle we traded it in for. So even though the rule kind of went away, there's still a quick, easy fix and an easy way to get around it.
0: Okay, so my tax accountant would probably know about all that, then, right? Um, if I uh, if, I, I if I turned around and sold this truck, you know, it, or traded it in two, say say two three two or three months from now, and got a different unit, then he would be able to. I I would like to say out I I would,
2: yeah I would like to say yes because this is not a truck specific rule. This rule applies to every single business that buys and sells and trades equipment, which is almost every business. Uh-huh. So I would assume, I probably shouldn't assume, but I would think that every tax preparer knows how to handle trade-ins. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah, my uh, operation changed a little bit. I'm about four months into my own authority, so uh, I've got to readjust a little bit on uh what i need to do i've got a tractor that can't get into canada and a lot of the work that we do goes into canada so i have to either do uh you know roll the the axles forward to make it canada legal or just leave this truck alone and trade it in and get something that would be legal
2: got it okay well congratulations on getting your own authority that's exciting
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Keep my head above water. I'll be in touch. Okay.
2: We'll we'll help you out. Thanks for all you do. You're welcome. Thanks for the call.
0: Thanks
2: for all you do. Let's go to California this time. J.S., welcome to the program. Hey,
0: Kevin.
2: What's on your mind today?
0: Yeah. Well, I had a little story that I was trying to get in on yesterday. My sister got T-boned by a cop in Childress, Texas. (laughs) Is that
2: right? I don't mean to laugh that you got into an accident. I'm just shocked that Childress is not a big place. I'm surprised
0: at how many people
2: have stories about Childress.
0: Yep. And the ironic thing is is when they... uh, The uh, the city had no insurance to cover it because apparently they're uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, They're uh, immune to not immune. uh, What's the word? Exempt. Yeah, exempt from liability. The employee, the state of Texas workers are exempt from any liability.
2: Well, how does that work?
0: I have no idea because they even got a lawyer and tried to go after the city because the city wasn't paying for anything. Their, their insurance ended up picking it up, sold the car out, and then their insurance went up.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it would. That doesn't seem right. Everybody, no, it doesn't. Everybody else that drives a vehicle has to have insurance and be responsible. Yeah,
0: exactly. And...
2: But yeah, he did it. They should have plenty of money to pay for this stuff because they charged me $24 just to use my mm-hmm. credit card
0: to pay the ticket. No, no, yeah, I know. I've been there a few times. Like on wood, nothing's ever happened to me there.
2: Well, you know, and I've been through there many times. That's a common route for me because I, I go to Dallas a lot. Yeah. You know, I go every year for the truck show. Um, It seems like there's always some this time I'll be in Dallas three times. I have three events in Dallas. I I just came back from one. I have the truck show coming up and I have another speaking engagement in May. Um, And, you know, when I leave from Oregon, To go to Dallas, I love that route that goes down through Moab, because I I love Moab, so we usually stop there for a couple days and hang out in the desert, and then I, you know, head down to 40, hit Amarillo, and it's a great shot. I've done it a bunch of times, but but I'm seriously going to find a different route.
0: Yeah, and ironically, she had her one-year-old daughter in the back seat in the car seat, and the
2: guy
0: just pulled out of the side street right into her car it was going about 45 through
2: there. Oh, boy. That's just, uh, you know, accidents can happen. I, I get that. Uh, so I, I'm, you know, not going to be too critical about the accident itself. Um, but the fact that they don't have to have insurance does not seem right to me at all.
0: They were immune to any type of whatever, whatever you want to call it
2: prosecution that
0: uh, yeah, everything. That, that's
2: just that's just crazy. I I, I just don't get it. I uh, I want to say thanks for the story, but it's just not a very happy story. I guess mine wasn't either. But for a little town, and it is just a little town, there seem to be an awful lot of stories. That that's uh, that's not a good sign. Yesterday we heard that uh, D.O.T. tends to be very, very active in that part of the world, too. Um, Never had uh, problems before, but it only takes one, and and this one was a big one. This one, in my mind, not in my mind, in the facts of this, was just criminal. The fact that the people who are supposed to be enforcing our laws blatantly break those laws is just wrong. You know, if I break a law, I've got to get a ticket. If I, I might go to jail, that's what happens. I'm okay with that. That's why we have laws. But what do you do when law enforcement breaks the laws? How do we enforce that? I'll be right back. One more segment. I won't be working weekends anymore. Stick around, I'm Kevin Rutherford.
1: Get yours today at letstruck.com or call our TribeCare Care team at 855-800-Fuel. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, have you heard? We have an
2: app that makes listening to our shows easier than ever. It's free and it's drop dead simple. It does one thing and it does it really well. You download the app. Did I mention it's free? Then open it and listen to our shows. The Power Hour, Questions from the Road, Destination Health. You can even listen to Kevin and best-selling author Larry Winget talk about anything and everything. You can listen live, you can listen while we record, or you can listen anytime you want. Never miss a show again. Your shows will be waiting for you when you're ready. No signing in, subscribing, or hassles. Just open the app and listen. To find the app, just do a Google search for Audio Road App. That's one word, A-U-D-I-O-R-O-A-D, app. The top two links will be Android and Apple. Just download yours and get started. It couldn't be easier. And remember, it's free. Just one more way we help you
0: master the journey.
2: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We are down to the final, final segment. So, uh, you know, had I not been fighting with crooked law enforcement agencies and uh, technology that was failing me all week, and I wouldn't have been wrapped up in audio cords trying to make everything work, I might have planned something a little more monumental for the final hour but i didn't so we'll do what we always do we'll answer your questions uh i'm gonna go this time to ken in wisconsin ken ken i gotta tell you i saw what you wanted to talk about and i i moved you up in the queue a little bit because uh, i figured this was a pretty important question
0: i appreciate that thank you kevin I have an 09 a Star with a Detroit in it, but I'm looking at a Volvo with a D16 motor. What can you tell me about that motor?
2: That's why I moved you up when I saw that. Um, in the last <laughs> 11 years that I've been on the air, I have probably made this statement maybe 35 or 40 times in all, those, in all those shows. I have said, and I will still say it, that in my experience has been the worst diesel engine ever produced.
0: Uh, D sixteen. Yes. The Volvo.
2: Yep. Okay. Never all seen right. a good wow. one. They are horrible okay. for fuel economy. For a sixteen liter engine, they don't pull all that well, and they they just they're they're hard to get parts for. Nobody really knows how to work on them. There aren't that many of them around. I would avoid that thing like the plague.
0: Okay. All right.
2: Uh, that's my question. There you go. That that, that was an easy one, and I, that's an important one. You know, if you buy the wrong tire, that, that'll cost you a little bit of money. You buy the wrong engine, that's a problem. Let's go to, uh, speaking of tires, Pennsylvania. Matt, welcome to the program.
0: Hey, Kevin. How are you today?
2: Good. What can I help you with?
0: Oh, well, um... I got a question for you about tires Uh, the Michelin rolling resistance calculator has both the steer tire and I think it was the Z model it is now it used to be the XGA3 and it's the all position tire as well Um, was the same rolling resistance as the XDA drive tire and I've got a little bit of life on my drive tires and I've got a shop so I'm thinking I'm going to Save these for winter time because I live in Colorado. Um, I need a heavy log tire during the winter. But go ahead and buy some steer tires and some cheap wheels, and then just rotate them out during the seasons. Um, But if they're the same rolling resistance, I'm just looking at the tires. It seems to me I would just looking at them, I would get better fuel mileage out of the steer tires. So do they only figure? The, the rubber compound and the rolling resistance of now, it, or are they taking into account tread? Well,
2: it's not. A, the, the, I've been through their entire testing process. It, it's first done on a computer where the, the wheel is rolling against the surface, and the computer is actually measuring the resistance of that tire. So it takes into account everything, the the sidewall construction, the tire construction, the flex in the sidewall, the rubber compound, the rubber design. It's a real number measured, like I said, by resistance on a a computer. Then they have a test track, and I've been out on that test track, and and they actually do what are called roll-down testing. And they, they monitor the weather and the temperature. And they have very, very tight parameters they go by. And they control everything. And at a certain speed and a certain point on the track, the truck's put into neutral. And they see how far it rolls. And they have calculations so they verify that the computer was accurate. This is a really, really in-depth pro- t- process that they do. Now, what I think is happening, and I I talked with Michelin when they changed their website, and I thought this change was going to become a problem. Those two tires are not the same rolling resistance at all. What they did was their website used to give you an absolute number for each tire. This tire is a 92. That tire is a 113. Now what they did, they wanted to make it easier to compare two tires against each other. So they don't use an absolute number anymore. What they do is you put the tire you, like let's say the tire you have, you put that in as the control tire. Then when you choose the next tire in the next line, it's comparing it only to that tire you put in. So, th- those two are nowhere near yeah. the same.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm actually going off memory off an old one. And I do uh, an old, the old rolling resistance calculator. And I did look at their new one because I bought trailer tires here in December. And I noticed that. Um, okay. Um, so, I will get a fuel savings by putting steer tires, okay. position tires. Absolutely. Uh, on the drive axle? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, uh, all right. Well, thanks. Hey, uh, I, I want to say, I've been listening to you since 2010. And for all the other listeners out there, I appreciate everything you do because over the years, I've been little by little employing everything. Yeah, just about. Not everything. But I'm putting more money in my pocket than I ever did before 2010. And it's uh, been real helpful. And I appreciate everything you're doing. Well, thank um, you. And uh, and one last thing, the, the guy who called about the tank fairings, yeah, I don't know what kind of truck he had, and um, and I don't know if he had them on or not. But I've got an old Schaefer truck, and they had the tanks that didn't have. I got one that didn't have fairings on them; they had the old steps on them. But I just got them from a the junkyard. I mean, I know. I went to a junkyard, I took them off, they were $300, including the tank straps, you know, it took me three or four hours to take them off, and a little bit longer to put them on, because I had to do some repairs on the tanks, and change the straps out, but, um, you know, and I remember at the time, you know, some of the other junkyards, the most I would have paid would have been $1,000, 1200 if memory, my memory is accurate, he, he might want to look at it that way.
2: Yeah, I thought he mentioned that he did. He might have, you know, some of the models of trucks that aren't nearly as popular. If you've got a Freightliner, or, you know, a Columbia, uh, you know, finding skirts is a breeze. They're everywhere in the junkyards. If you've got, uh, you know, some of the other trucks, they might be a little harder to find. But, but I appreciate that. And thanks for the, uh, the compliments. And I, and I want to let everybody know you know i'm saying this is the final and you know the last and it's just the weekend we're we're not done in fact my hope is that i can get more hours during the week and and i'll tell you what happens after you know a couple of years of working 7 days a week you just start to burn out a little bit. And I just find that I'm not as productive as I used to be. It takes me longer to get through projects. And this year really brought it to a head because there's so much going on in the industry. And I'm excited about trucking right now. There's a lot going on in Texas. rates are up. There's tons of freight everywhere. It's just a great time to be in trucking. And I wasn't watching my schedule and I kept getting requests to come to events and speak, and I kept saying yes, because I haven't been out doing this for a couple of years. We, we had a lot of projects internally, and I wanted to stay at home. So I thought, you know, it's a good time to go see what's going on in trucking and technology and go speak again. So before I knew it, um, my calendar was full, and I'm on the road, and it looks like I'm going to be on the road for a couple more months, which, You know, back to my roots, and it's exactly what you guys are doing. Um, But I I need a little bit of a break. I I need some weekends off. I need some downtime. And that way I can get right back to it. During the week, we can knock out some of these big projects. We've got a lot of exciting stuff going on at Let's Truck. We're growing. But it also means as we grow that I have to spend more time running the company. I, I have to spend more time acting like a CEO. I don't get to just work on all the fun stuff and the fun projects. Um, I still have to do that and I want to do that, but it's getting harder I, as we grow and there's more things to manage and um, you know more employees, more projects, more customers. So I, uh, I, I'm sad and excited all at the same time. Um, I, I'm sad we've, I can't imagine what it's going to be like having Saturday and Sunday off. It's been 11 years. Um, but I am excited and, I, and I'm hoping that I can negotiate something with Sirius and get more hours during the week. Like I said, I, I told them I would be open to talking about three hours a day, five days a week. Um, I have an hour. They are looking at possibly trying to find either two or three more. So we will see. Um, My contract's up in May. They've said they will uh, see what they can do to to come up with some more time for me before then. But it's uh, it's not easy moving shows around and schedules. So remember tomorrow night, midnight Eastern Time, I will be live. So I have to wait till next weekend before I actually get a break. Now I have to work, uh, well, it'll be 11 o'clock for me. I'm in central time right now. So thanks, everybody. It's been a great 11 years on the weekend, but we're ready to take some weekends off. We'll see you during the week. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always. Do the hard work.
4: Master to the journey I'm Kevin Rutherford